and welcome back to Trinity Podcast. My name is Hammy and this is episode 8, Birds of Prey. And I am gonna mess up the name. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Oh my god, I said it right. Okay, I always mess up the Emancipation. Yeah, see? I mess it up. (laughs) And this time, Victor isn't back yet. Hopefully he'll be back for Justice League. Till then, he has our prayers and hopefully everything's work out. For this episode, we have Charlie again and... This time me and Deary get in each other's throat because our opinions is far off. So grab a cup of coffee. Actually, coffee is not good for this one. Try tea because you need to chillax and let's just jump right into it. First of all, thank you, Charlie, for coming back again for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous... Um, emancipation of one Harley Queen. I'm just going to say Birds of Prey from now on because I can't be asked to say that. Why did they make such a long title for this movie? I like it. What I don't understand is that why why they put Birds of Prey at the beginning of the movie. So when they announced they're going to make this movie, they said they're making a Harley Quinn movie. So we knew it was going to be Harley Quinn and they put Birds of Prey at the like the bigger part of the title which made the confusion for a lot of fans who went to the cinema to watch the movie yes and they were like oh this is not birds of prey movie well it's not supposed to be it just is in the title <laughs> yeah they i think they had to do something with the marketing because people weren't watching the movie enough until they like put in carly quinn was inside the movie then they were like oh oh harley yeah. quinn yeah let's let's watch it let's watch it guys so mm-hmm. a little bit of a mess up on the marketing side i would say yeah 100% agree i don't i think like the messed up with the title but theory liked it so um why <laughs> don't you tell us something <laughs> uh okay no cool. the title you like the title you okay I, mean, I like the title so i remember um i follow one margot robbie on instagram and i remember she announced it on her instagram as well and the title for the movie because she said she was producing it so i saw the title and it looked ridiculous birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn and i saw that and i was like wait this sounds nothing like the other dc films Mm, it just uh it sounds like a comic it sounds like a spin-off and it sounds like it's gonna be really crazy and fun yeah um i wasn't wrong but we can get into the mumbo jumbo now if you guys want like we good to go yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this movie had a budget of 82 million dollars and it grossed in a total of 201.8 million dollars so not like usually this isn't seen as like a big success but you have to factor in this is an r-rated film it's also uh, one of dc's lesser known entities i guess compared to what we've seen before if i remember correctly i don't know if deadpool i mean did deadpool cross a billion box office no it was 783 million okay what was the budget for that one um, 58 million oh really oh wow okay cool big difference yeah but yeah by no margin was this was this movie seen as like a box office flop uh just because they kind of knew what they were working against female-led film directed by a female a lesser budget than the rest of the dc films plus one caveat was it was released during a very innocuous time in our lives <laughs> i believe this was the final superhero film released before the covid19 crisis that hit the whole world like the I... superhero film I think I think there was something before it, though. I don't want to count X-Men, like the New Mutants film. No, 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 no. There was oh, okay. So there was one that came out with so at the beginning of the COVID, which was Bloodshot. 
and that movie is a comic book superhero movie. Okay. Which was that the Vin Diesel one? It, yeah, the Vin Diesel. Oh, okay, yeah. I was a big fan. I'm a big fan of the franchise, but um, and, uh, and very in comics and stuff. But the movie was kind of this. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that the Harley Quinn movie review. So, anyways, yeah. Um... Sorry, yeah. I, I was gonna say like that movie came out just as we were going to lockdowns mm. because of that. It got re-released on digital copies straight away. What this movie or so, the no 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 flick? the Bloodshot movie? Okay, cool. I'm not sure how much of the COVID crisis affected this film's success because it was released mm-hmm. February seventh, and if I'm not mistaken, UK went into lockdown around early March, right? Yeah, April, March, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure about the rest of the world, anyways. Um, I'm sure oh, it affected yeah. China's marketing, just because China was already locked down, like in lockdown as well. Um, in any case, directed by one Kathy Yan. I tried to see what other films she's made. I don't think I've seen anything else she's worked on. And yeah. produced by a bunch of other producers, but like namely Margot Robbie, who probably had a lot of the creative decision-making in this film. So before I begin, what did you guys think of the film? Like a general feel, and also where were you guys February 7th, 2020? I think I watched this in cinema, but I remember like, (laughs) I put on like my, like it wasn't even, like it it was a cold season, but it wasn't cold enough for me to do this. But I had gloves on, I had a hat on, I had a scarf on, I had a mask underneath my scarf. And I was like proper geared up just to make sure I'll be safe. <laughs> and then <laughs> I asked a few of my friends, like, "Yo, you wanna like because we weren't in we weren't in lockdown yet." So I was like, "Do you wanna come and watch this movie with me?" People were either like beginning to be hesitant about going outside, or they were like, "You're gonna watch this at like." very late at night so now i'm good (laughs) so i ended up going alone and um i had heard it like i've heard mixed reviews even after right even now i've heard some really like people either really like this movie or really hate this movie yeah i haven't heard like in the middle Nobody has said like, oh, it's decent or "Mm, i don't mind yeah i would agree this is (laughs) one of one of the more uh, divisive films of uh, dc slate just because of how mighty uh, it is Charlie. What did uh, what did you think of the film? Just generally, from what you remember, um, I felt a bit confusing uh, a couple of times. Uh, honestly, like really slow, a little. I mean, I don't know. It's obviously every everything takes uh, screenwriters write it in their own way, but it just felt uh, really, really slow. And I felt like sometimes it got a little bit confusing at times uh, with how it was like action pack i don't know quirky felt quirky sometimes action pack sometimes sometimes like oh this that it had a lot of themes going into it uh and i wasn't really sure where to go and take it but it was just it felt everywhere it was a good movie but i i, I didn't think it was that great it it was it's on the it's on the list for for me i feel that is definitely better than um, the one we we saw, I feel like it's a better movie than Shazam. I think. Shazam. Just, okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's a better movie than Shazam, but it's not a like one hundred percent great movie. It just felt so slow, and sometimes it just it felt like the story narrative. It just felt so discombobulated and area sometimes. But the, it was good though. The acting, everything was really good. I really enjoyed it, but I wouldn't watch it a second time. I'd say. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Interesting, because I, I feel like I'm going to be one of those weird dudes that are like, nah, dude, I love this film. Because, I, I mean, genuinely, I did. 
I walked into it thinking this is probably going to be an okay flick, you know? And mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting anything too groundbreaking in the DC Cinematic Universe. But this was one of the films I saw... I mean, what, I think this was the first film I saw after Justice League. Because I hadn't watched uh, Aquaman oh, wow. up until that point. I hadn't watched uh, Shazam and I hadn't watched Wonder Woman either. But I figured that it wasn't going to be that important in the chronology of the DC films. And I was right. Like, this was this didn't really have anything too groundbreaking in it. It literally relies only on Suicide Squad. That's it. I mean, we could talk about just the general direction, because I don't think I want to mention it in this film too much. But I do agree, like, the screenplay was a bit discombobulated. But I saw that as something more of... Um, it might be a screenwriter excuse, but, like, since Harley Quinn is narrating the film, um, her head, like, her mind space is already discombobulated as is. So if she's going to tell a story, She's going to tell a story like a drunk person or like an, or a somewhat inebriated individual where she's like, okay, mm -hmm. let me tell you from the beginning. Oh, wait, no, no, let me do oh, wait, oh, oh. And she just keeps going back and forth and back and forth. And that happens a lot during the film. Um, at one point, I thought it was going to happen too much because uh, I was getting kind of tiresome. Like, I think it was around yeah. halfway through the film yeah. where I thought, oh, wait, is this just going to happen the whole film where we just keep going back and back? But no, it didn't happen. And a lot of fourth wall breaks, right? I think what I probably should have done, actually, and I think what we probably all should have done, is also watch Deadpool just before we watch this. <laughs> it being, I think that's the only other R-rated, like, mainline franchise superhero film that exists currently. Yeah. Um, and Logan. Oh, Logan as well, yeah. That's, oh, God, that's a great film. Logan um, is amazing. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. The only other R-rated film in the comedy scene as well, right? So, because I think that's like, there's a lot of parallels and good points to draw from each one that we can compare into this one in any case let's begin with the plot y'all ready i'm ready like ready to eat it all right so it starts off with some narration and you're going to get a lot of narration for the whole film um i can't do a harley quinn impression so i'm just going to read it <laughs> as, I, as i regularly <laughs> read it and uh, she says they say if you want to tell a story right you gotta start from the beginning and then we get like a nicely animated sequence. So this whole beginning sequence, beautifully animated, like those old like Hanna-Barbera cartoons from like the 60s, the yeah, 80s. Yeah, that's the one part I feel like was really, really well done too. Oh, I remember that part. It was really, really nice. I was like, wow, it feels nice. I, I should have watched the Harley Quinn series as well because I wonder how much of that they drew from this. So yeah, anyways, we see like the little uh, sperm animating here in the egg. And then she goes, oh, too far? Never mind. So then uh, she tells us, look, when I was born, my father traded me for a six pack of beer but no matter how many times she tried to ditch me i always found my way back because she just keeps coming back so we figure she has a deadbeat dad um i don't know if you guys spot the easter egg here big the beer like the the name of the beer is, has like dini on it d-i-n-i who i think was one of the co-creators of harley quinn uh nice little oh, easter egg. Nice. um so then she kind of rushes through her backstory i don't know how much of this is true because i don't think i've read any harley quinn material before today so she says look the good sisters of saint bernadette like raised her and then she got to college she got a phd she got her heart broken in arkham asylum she fell in love with mr j and she fell hard and then we get to see like a classic holly in her classic suit and she says the phrase you know like behind every man is a badass broad and then she breaks up with her i mean she says they broke up i think he broke up with her <laughs> um, <laughs> and she goes yeah i took it really well she didn't take it well. Um, <laughs> and so she moves to a new house, tattoos herself, and does the whole, like, the meme, that kind of phrase where, like, if, you, if a girl cuts her hair, she's probably going through a bad breakup. And she also cuts her hair here. <laughs> uh, so, so far, how you guys feeling? In one take? Um, they did that in one take. Oh, was, that, was that her real hair? Um, that's, a, yeah, that's a dumb question. But... The hair. Yeah. Well, no, but, like, they did that in one take. Like, 
or I like they not. didn't need to do it again. Like her yeah, I really hope not, just because it takes a long time to set up fake hair and makeup. Um, um, also, two quick notes regarding the fact that you said I haven't read a lot of comics about her. Uh-huh. I think it's worth mention that Harley Quinn origin actually starts in the the Batman animated, the animated series, series yeah. from the yeah um, from the televisions. And the character was so loved by the fans that they decided to bring her to the comics. Yeah, and she was, and that's how she became famous. I thought that was really cool, and I that gave the movie a little bit of freedom to do whatever they want to do because technically there is no basically in the comics they do <laughs> like this so you can't really say that because it's not a comic origin character well, she's the one of the more newer age dc characters as well right like yeah exactly oh yes yeah and also in the little animation intro when she says i had many exes um one of the pictures that showed up was um poison ivy yeah there we go yeah I was like, damn, dude. I mean, cool. Like, it's canon now. Harley Quinn is by. Yeah. Uh, also, po- Poison Ivy is um, canon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Sweet. That means at some point we should probably see her, right? I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at this point, I kind of realized, though, um, after this whole beginning sequence, is this movie going to be the superhero breakup movie that, like, we haven't gone? Because there have been a bunch of breakup films for a lot of different people. And, like... And I've never really seen, like, a good breakup film. Like, I don't really watch... That's not my genre. That's not my vibe. I don't know if that's your vibe. But this is a superhero breakup movie, you know? And it feels like, hey, you know what? I'm in for the ride, you know? Okay, yeah. Um, To me, it feels a lot of a, like, self-discovering movie. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you can see in in a bunch of ways, yeah, that's also 100% valid, yeah. So she adopts a hyena who later on... And he's like, I take payment in kind some sleazy dude and i think we're meant to infer that the hyena's eating the guy's leg later on yeah <laughs> yep. and then you know she's like in some weird fighting ring skating and like beating up people playing rough playing hard and we see the, a young little girl stealing and we'll get her name later on and then you know we cut to the club and harley quinn is shelling shots at the club and she accidentally like uh, pours a drink on a dude while she's dancing on the stripper pole and then the guy's like what the fuck dude sit your skinny ass down you dumb slut <laughs> and she doesn't take she that, so well. that yeah she does. <laughs> we need the record scratch where it goes and at that point he realized he fucked up because <laughs> uh, what she does is she jumps off the thing breaks his knees and uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of breaking knees in this film. Uh, I think the director really hates knees. And I really hate seeing knees getting hit, like, broken anyway. We should quickly point out, if you haven't figured out by now, this movie outside of UK was rated R. In UK, it was rated 15. We can take it. Yeah, we're not... So... No, we're not uh... <laughs> we're, we're built different. Yeah, yeah, we are built different, yeah. Um, and yeah, we meet Romy. Uh, Romaine, he says, he speaks to Harley and like, he's like, hey, it's fine, don't worry about it. Will your paramour be joining us this evening? That's when we get the dish that, hey, you know what? Maybe Harley hasn't told everyone that she's broken up with the Joker yet. Because, you know, understandably, being the Joker's girl gave her a lot of immunity, you know? So we get a montage, she's popping pills at the club, she's stealing drinks, she's talking to a mannequin, she's getting hella wrecked. And her friends outside don't believe, you know, that they've broken up. They're like, yeah, she's going to run back to his arms. And she's kind of like upset by that. She leaves the club. So she don't, you know what? It's time for some catharsis now, Harley, right? So she goes over to Ace Chemicals and it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to blow this place up. So she finds a van, rams it in, throws the jade necklace out of the window and runs out of the thing. And we get this really beautiful explosion. Really colorful, really nice, really vibrant yeah. popping. And what's cool about it that it's not a slow-mo. I love the fact that it was not slow-mo. Yes. 
Yes. Like she's just walking normally, and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm badass. And for as much shit as I give like DC movies for their CG, one time I can excuse it is in this kind of film where Mm. it has the Suicide Squad styling, but like none of the fake like it looks cartoony, but not in a bad way. Oh, um, I think like, he, yeah. at the same time the narrator is Harley Quinn. Yeah. So she's going to tell us the way she sees it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it makes sense for it to be kind of cartoony. And it, and it, but it's very beautiful. It's very and this is I think what I wanted. And from. the music, the music the the jokes on you works yes. so well. I mean on the this, soundtrack yeah. for the whole film just works nicely. Oh yeah. I think, yeah. This is uh, I mean I'll say this later on. I was meant to say this for later on, but I'll just say it now just before we get into it. This movie is kind of what I wanted Suicide Squad to be. Like a nicely stylized movie, because it's got its own unique style, right? But like focusing and centralizing itself on a main character, or at least two main characters, right? The birds of prey around Harley Quinn kind of work around her in a neat way, but she's kind of the main through line of the uh, narrative. Uh, anyhow, yeah, so there's a bunch of colorful explosions, and then she says, yep, that's the closure I needed, a fresh start. But this isn't just my story. Uh, I'm not the only one who got emancipated. This is a story of the birds of prey. So let's start from the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so we go back to four minutes ago. And I'm like, four minutes ago? What, how, what could have changed four minutes ago that like we need to know about? This is Gotham, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen in four minutes. And we see one detective, Renee Montayo, and uh, we get her name like on the screen. Like it, it, it feels like one of them, what was that thing? Video co-pilot After Effects classes where you can like keep... <laughs> A name on the, but it, it looks fine. It doesn't look wrong. It just is there, and it's a neat addition to the film. So Montoya. Renee Mont. Is it Montoya or Montayo? Montoya. Montoya. I was about to call him Montayo for the rest of the whole film. Yeah. Um, it says, look, ten years ago, we get like a small synopsis on the, of her, as we will get for everyone else in this film. Ten years ago, she broke a career-making case, but her partner took all the credit, so he got promoted instead, and now she's still working the the Grammy or. You know, yeah. you know, the rule of filmmaking and tell, don't show. Yes, for sure. I mean, well, I mean, I guess it, I guess it makes <laughs> sense, right? It's being narrated. So it's like, whatever. Uh, I, I feel like there was too much narrating. That's a lot. That's a lot of narrating. Would you say it's annoying? Yeah. Would you say Harley uh, Quinn like, is meant to be annoying? Whenever she jumps in, I got a little annoyed. Because it has a lot of, like, parts where it's like, yeah, nodding or something. I do agree that um, it could have like been done a lot better, but I do think it's also in the through line to... Um, maybe I'm just defending this film like crazy because I really did like it. Um, I feel like <laughs> no, she is uh, annoying. Being annoying is fine, but telling us narration of something that we already seen five minutes ago is like, why are you keep telling me this? I know. Like, you're wasting time telling me something instead of you could have spent that time on something else. That's fair. I mean, I don't... Or instead of t- showing me and telling me about something that I've already seen and been told of, you could have just spent that time showing me something that you just told me and there was no background to it. I, I think that the main issue is, like, uh, with that is, um, I'm trying to figure out how do they show us without telling us that she kind of, like... Without like some corny dialogue that hey, you, your, you can, you can show it by like actually letting the storyline play out, like have it have it come out rather than just. I mean, I guess it's really fast. She did really fast, but literally at loads of certain points where she's talking to like the ex partner, it can be like, look, I know you're still feeling upset because I took your 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 crowd your um. No, no, not even that. It's like the idea isn't to go about and say how we would make this movie differently and what scenes we would change. We are trying to review this movie. Mm. Yeah, I um, we we are just a bunch of fans who likes movie. And right now, in a matter of minutes, I'm sure we can gather up enough ideas to show instead of tell. 
But the people that made these movies are professionals. And we expect a certain level of professionalism when a movie is made. And for this movie, even though, like, I'm not saying this movie is bad. I'm just saying in, in these cases that there's a lot of talking. There are some cases that are too much of the talk and not enough of the show. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, I came ready to fight today, I think, actually. Because, <laughs> like, no, um, I do agree a lot of the times. I do prefer being shown or tell, right? I just don't think this is that kind of film. Because in the same way as Shazam, where we kind of... Uh, okay, when we, get to, when we get to it, I will point it out. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I can imagine later on, but I just don't think right now is the case. Just because... In the Shazam, in the same way that like yeah, I was like, I didn't really fine. care this for the, the villain having a shallow story because we were meant to be focused more on Shazam. This kind of gets us from yeah. A to B really fast, you know, because then yeah. we know what happened, right? Yeah, no, no, I tell, I tell you when we get to it. Cool, fair enough. Fair, I was fine with with what we got, but the problem was um, when they were showing the detective ability of the. Uh, the Montoya. Montoya. I liked how she could see what happened, mm. and she was smart oh, enough yeah. to put things together. That was cool. Yeah. But one, it wasn't really original. Like every detective movie does that. Yeah. And two, we never see it ever again. Like there is not a single point that she would go like, okay, I can figure out what's going on from just looking at the scene. Was there a scene where she like, had to do that though? She becomes she becomes that old, greedy, um, weird person who is barely keeping up with the time character very quickly, even if. We just establish that she's a smart guy. Well, I mean, because I can even, I would say even with that, though, it's like it, even more like, I don't think there's another scene that would warrant that. I think this is just meant to be like, hey, she's good at her job and she got kind of fucked over. And that's pretty much it. I don't I don't really feel the need to be I like, I need to see her be good at her job again. Because no, it's not that. Uh, no, no, no. It's not the fact that I want her to, uh, uh, I don't want to see that she's good at her job. You're showing me that she's intelligent. But there are bits that she's dumb like stupid okay. and i'm just like wait you just showed me she's intelligent why is she being stupid now fair enough i agree i agree with that part yeah yeah i agree um so yeah next next scene we see uh yeah so uh detective montoya montoya yeah yes detective montoya is kind of we get the scene that hammy was just talking about where she kind of figures out and deduces what happened here in the crime scene and we get to see one mary elizabeth once dead is it once dead oh god wait i think i got her name wrong wait Cut this bit out. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Was it uh, Helena? And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead, not Winstead. I was thinking of Winstead Station. You can keep this bit in, never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who we all know from one of my favorite films of all time, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah, so she's up here shooting people up really close. Pow, 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 pow. And then she gets the arrow at the end, and she goes, do you know who I am? And before we get to hear her name, we cut back to the present, and Montoya... Conduce, like, concludes, concludes, conduces, concludes that she wanted this guy to die slowly. So it was a very personal grudge here, apparently. Detective Montoya's character is also created in the Batman the Animated Series and then got into the comics. And she was introduced as the question. Like, She's, question the was question. the name of the character. Uh, no, the question was the name of the character. Okay, that's cool. So basically, the, her story is that she resigns as a detective and then um, becomes, I guess, vigilante or someone who detects stuff. <laughs> and, and then she wears this mask that covers her face and she goes around and says, I am the question. There are different characters that took the mantle of question, but... 
in the 1992, I believe, was when Montoya was introduced in the comics as Question. Sweet. All right. So just before they kind of like talk about the case a bit more, we hear an explosion. And then I forgot, oh yeah, this was four oh, minutes ago. Sorry, 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 sorry. I just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she was introduced as Question in New 52 in 2007. My bad. She was introduced as Montoya, as normal Detective hey, Montoya. Montoya. Yeah in 1992 okay well we got yeah. there in the end <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so yeah uh just before there's even more talking uh there's an explosion and i forget oh yeah this was four minutes ago so four minutes surely have passed right and we so uh, detective montoya finds out that you know hey this is at ace chemicals Har- this is harley and joker's spot they probably broke up so she because she finds the j necklace uh, turns out a lot of people want her dead so then we cut two Mr. Romy, Romaine, uh, what's his name? Romaine, su- 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 Romaine, uh, the mask. What's his actual name? Romaine something, right? Sionis, Romaine Sionis. Yes, Sionis. Yeah, so we cut to Romaine Sionis, and he ha- he has like three people being hanged upside down. You know, he's skinning some guy's face, and then he skins the wife next, and then his sidekick is like, "What about her? What about the girl that's over there?" And then you know, Romaine's like, "You know what? We can we can let her go." And then he lifts her face up, and she's like, oh, "Thank you, thank you." And then he sees a snowball, but he goes, ew, gross. Oh my god, yeah, I've changed my mind. Peel her face off. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a little synopsis here too, saying, hey, this is Roman Sionis, a.k.a. the Black Mask. That's about it. Kind of fucked up. We get that he's a fucked up guy. Played by one... We quickly get to the fact that he's a bad guy. Yeah, which is really cool. I mean, he he doesn't do it... I don't think he does it in a really weird way, because Ewan McGregor's are Is it Ewan McGregor or Ewan McGregor? But regardless, he's an amazing actor, so I think he's pulling this off really well anyway. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, he oh, he's Bay. I'm okay with him. It's Victor's ass that I was not okay with. Really? Yeah, I thought he was too short. Too short. Hmm. I like <laughs> Yeah, and his character was just—I don't know—it just didn't speak to me. Victor's ass. No, I mean, I mean I like supposed the to be between the two. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I, like, I mean, I was saying yeah, I like the dynamic between the two, but I think Charlie was gonna say something as well. No, I. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I've never read the. I mean, I know Victor Zassas, you know, the Arkham Asylum cuts himself every time he kills someone, kind of guy. But like, he's crazy, psychopathic, and like, you know, I, I he he seemed creepy. What the what was his original character supposed to look like? Actually, in the comics, I, not not I think a look much bigger guy, right? In the comics, I mean, he's usually bald, much taller, yeah. skinnier, and yeah, it was basically what you said: psychopath kills, and whenever he kills someone, he scars him. Yeah. So, um, and for specific people, he has a specific places that he wants to cut himself on, which is freaky enough. Mm-hmm. I I didn't mind the performance. Yeah. His performance was good, and he was freaky enough for me to go like, "Yeah, this is yeah, a this psychopath. is a psychopath." Uh, <laughs> oh, you yeah. think like? Oh, you mean like casting as in the character? Like, yeah, I'm not sure the cat. Like he, the actor, I think is um, Christmas Cena or something. Um, he's he, yes. he he portrayed him really well. I don't know. To me, like when it, used to, uh, it, it felt like a Victor Zass in an alternative universe. Like it didn't felt like a Victor Zass that. I mean, I'm used to being terrified. Yeah, I was totally used fair, to yeah, it. Totally warranted. I had to get used to it. Then we get to go back to hungover Harley Quinn, and she's talking about, you know what? Like, there's one thing that I would really like right now, and that's we get a nice montage of the egg, bacon, American cheese, butter, bread sandwich kind of thing. <laughs> and it's done yeah. in slow mo, and it looks—it's it's like you're getting a fork. Like you're—they're sacrificing screen time for like a really nice montage of cooking. I felt hungry. I felt really. <laughs> hungry. I was okay with this. Yeah. yeah. 
I was like, damn, this actually looks amazing. I, I think uh, I think after that, I was like, I really want to get this sandwich. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I really every, want this sandwich. Every time I see that scene, I start to crave egg sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> like they did that. Like that shop better be real. Like I want to go <laughs> and buy some egg sandwich. And it rings true to anyone who's ever been hungover that hey, nothing hits like greasy food, right? Some I, mean, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> um. You know, so she's about to eat the sandwich, and then just before she's about to eat, we get a freeze. Gotham PD, and it's Detective Montoya. And she goes, oh, I don't think so. She runs away. She runs to Gotham, and I realize, oh, wait, we're finally in Gotham during the day, and it's sunny. I don't think we've gone that so far, have we? I don't think so, no. Sunny. So, yeah. Except the show, but yeah. Uh, uh, everyone's running around on her, like, so they're on her case, and then apparently she's hurt, like, she's wronged a lot of people, so we get the whole cool thing where... Okay. So, this is the bit that I didn't like. You didn't like this sort of bit we named? No, even? all the people, yeah, because we just saw these people. We know who they are. We just I saw how she wronged them as well. I forgot a lot of people. Because <laughs> I was watching it, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be inconsequential. And then we see the scene, and I'm like, oh, God, yeah, like, I, I forgot about this person already. I can get why you won't like it, though. Yeah, if you remember them, then fair play. But I, I already forgot them. I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. Like, the guy she bought the dog from. Yeah, I forgot him, too. <laughs> the guy she stepped, like, she broke her knee. Like, I don't know how yeah, you can forget these that people. That. These are pretty memorable moments of the guy, movie. But I found it hilarious when we had him in, like, the leg crutches. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh damn, he's angry. <laughs> he's got the leg crunch. It just looks funny to me, at least. So yeah, a bunch of chasing him. These are some of the moments that I was like, yeah, you're wasting time telling me who they are in a suicide squad manner. Instead, you could have just shown me something else instead. But, I like yeah, how stylized it was, and I was getting a lot more. I mean, yeah, maybe it was a bit uh, egregious to some people, but I, I did like the stylizing of it. I can, as you said, the suicide squad style. Because in a lot of ways, this movie kind of reminds me of like Scott Pilgrim anyway. And it's not just having Mary Elizabeth Winston in the film it's like the whole stylization and the comic book feel to it so yeah um, it's a simp always a simp yeah for real <laughs> um and so yeah uh she gets tackled by detective montoya and she loses her sandwich, and it's like a slow motion thing and in direct contrast to aquaman's speech uh two weeks ago where he says look i had to realize that the target on my back it's gonna hurt the ones closest to me. Harley Quinn says a very same, like a very similar line where she loses the egg sandwich, so she realizes what what breaking up with the Joker does to her. <laughs> she doesn't have immunity for the sandwich anymore. <laughs> press F to pay respects for the sandwich. Uh, yeah, and so she's about to get arrested, and then she goes, "I don't think so." No, she does say, "I don't think so" again, but I think she just somehow no, escapes. No. She says, "Like I make a very calculated plan, and then she get <laughs> really lucky, and then escapes." And she's like, "Okay, fine, I got lucky." But still, it was cool. And then she like, looks at the camera and winks and goes, that felt pretty great. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You're breaking the fourth wall. So this is definitely like a weird canon that we're in the DC film. And there's a bunch more people that she's trying to fight. Some guys she tattooed before, like this guy's about to kill her. What do you guys think of not seeing Joker, but oh. seeing Joker? I'm indifferent. I'm like, cool. I get it. Like, they couldn't get Jared Leto again. There were some contract disputes. So it's like, cool. Okay. I'm glad that we didn't have... How about you, Charlie? This was Harley's movie, right? So like... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's Harley's movie. I, I get it. I don't know. I, I just thought, like, it felt kind of weird because you could tell that's not Jared Leto from from watching it from the back or paying attention to the body movement, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just could tell it's a different person. Also, because of but, his face, right? Yeah, you couldn't see his face either. I think, I think yeah. it would take away from the film just because if we saw him, we'd be like, oh, why isn't he in the film a bit more? 
Like, he'd be what we're waiting for at the end, and it would kind of take away a lot from Harley. Or, like, Marvel's performance, I think. But in the same way, I think also, if, if anyone has stuck around with DC for this long, they know the shit show that it's been. They'd be a little forgiving. Yeah. I mean, like, we've seen it a couple of times in other movies where, you know, they, they have, they, like, in Shazam, they did it. Loads of other movies do it. I think in this case, I, I don't mind. The other movies have done it so many times. No, I don't mind it. It was just like a little bit. A letdown? Sure, a little bit yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the same too. A little bit of letdown, a little bit abrupt. But yeah, it's it didn't stand out too bad for me. It, honestly, it would have been nice if we had a couple of scenes where we could see some like character development with, with I mean, Joker. Joker yeah, like I, that was one of the problems I had. I was like, okay, they broke up, but why yeah what's 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 that yeah, that's a very big like who just like fuck it see, we'll see how toxic the relationship is or anything yeah yeah exactly like the last time we saw joker he literally broke her out of prison yeah so him being done with it has to be very justified well not really i i assume they're I, crazy i, I, I guess yeah, it's not supposed to like, be because yeah for me to make anyone out of joe yeah of course i have to really care about them i think he just does it because he can and he wants to, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I, for me, I was not bored. You can't just say, like, oh, they broke up because they're crazy. So I mean, it, it makes literally sense. makes sense, to me at least. Because it's like, well... No, because, like, even, even in the... So, their relationship is always on a, like, a, they broke off, but they get back together. They broke off, they get back together. This happens a lot in their relationship. So, what is it that it made this one so different for Harley? And what is it that she knew this one is not like the other times? And also, there are different storylines in the and, and the origin, the animated series itself, mm-hmm. that tackled this really well. Which um, Harley actually managed to capture Batman and puts him into a corner that he, she, she almost kills him. And Batman admits that, like, oh, I didn't have a plan. I didn't, like, if she... So basically what Batman does goes like, oh, if you want to kill me, you should do it so that Joker can see that you're better all by yourself. And I'm sure he's going to like it very much. And then Joker comes and goes like, oh, nobody kills Batman but me. And then basically saves Batman from this mess. And then Batman like beats the crap of Joker and says like, you know what? I didn't have a way out. She had me. So <laughs> it's it, that is so much more powerful than going like, Oh, he was fed up with it. So well, we'd just, die. like I, I can't imagine a way because the thing is, we'd want to have Harley Quinn in the rest of the DC films, right? And I, at this point, yeah. I think contractual obligations and disputes between DC would kind of make it so that hey, we're probably not going to get Jared Leto again, right? At the time, we didn't think we were ever going to see him again, and we still like they yeah. still have two more Harley Quinn films to do at least. So it wouldn't make yeah. it would be a big glaring question as to where's the Joker, and I think the other problem we would have in this hypothetical. No, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay with the breakup, but I wanted a better explanation. Yeah. Like I'm she's doing know. all the narratives, anyways. Yeah, so I mean, might as well just tell us why. Right, they broke and up. as far as we know, he broke up with her because she said we broke up. He broke up with her. I'm pretty sure we know that yeah, he but... broke up with her, and I think at some point in this film she figured, you know, I don't need him. So this is her being like, okay, we're but, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't care about. The rest of the film. I'm talking about. <laughs> As in what I'm the getting beginning at, of the film. So what I'm getting at is they probably broke up, right? As in, like he right. broke up with her, but he probably assumes we're going to get back together whenever he wants to, 
right? Because that's what they do. They he breaks up. They break up on his terms. They get yeah, but on his terms, right? No, no, no. That's the thing. Like this time, she knew it was different. So what is it that made it this time different? I mean, we don't know if it's different. Like that's just her perspective. No, but right? yeah, but what is it that made this time different for her perspective? Who knows? I mean, like, I, don't, I can't imagine anything being great, you know? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not as invested as I am in their relationship as, I guess, maybe you are. So, like... No, well, I mean, it, it's it's just character development. I, I think we, we could go on all that. I, I mean, I, I think you think one way, I think the other way. I think we'll just have to agree to disagree for now, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah. So, Holly, I mean, Holly gets her tissue out. She goes parlay, and we get back to the station. Uh, Detective Montai is getting uh, shit from all her other colleagues. And then she sees Sandra Kane. She goes, ah, you're back again, Sandra Kane. And everyone's telling... Detective Montoya, oh, you smell like shit. And at this point, I thought that like Sandra Kane wasn't gonna, sorry, cause Sandra Kane wasn't gonna talk for the rest of the film, mm-hmm. right? just because she her throat was a bit scratchy. And so she's speaking to her like um, superior, who was also her old coworker, and they're trying to link the murders to Romaine, and they link it to the Bernalli massacre. And so we get, I think, the backstory here about the Bernalli massacre, where short story, there was an offshore bank account coded into like a 30 carat diamond, and so in that diamond is the key to the Bertinelli fortune, and Romaine apparently is after this, because with enough money, he can bribe every judge in Gotham, and DA, and whatnot. Essentially power in Gotham. And the case does get accepted, but it gets passed to her partner instead, because apparently she's been fucking up for too long. So then detective picks up her phone, and then she gets a phone call from a lady in the bathroom saying, dude, the pickpocket Cassandra Kane has the diamond. And then so, just after that scene, a disguised Harley Quinn, like in those old school Hanna-Barbera cartoon types again, um, she's disguised, and she goes, I would like to report a crime. And then uh, the guy's like, oh, what, what crime? What crime is that? And then she says, this one. And she trashes the whole area. Like, she unleashes the duffel coat to have, like, a... She has, like, a bunch of weapons there, I think. Not weapons, but, like, confetti and, like, smokes and whatnot. And so she trashes the whole area. Very stylized. Very beautiful. Just getting more smoke everywhere. Confetti. Explosions. And she's looking around saying, where can I find Cassandra Kane? And she goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I'm telling this story wrong. I thought it was egregious right here. So I agree 100% with what you guys are saying. The narration gets a bit annoying here because I'm like, okay, cool. We were just getting into the action and you just blue ball us and you take us back yeah so much jump cuts that about jump like storage oh god it's really this annoying I, mean, I think everything before i was kind of okay with it, and it yeah this one I, I, I yeah inexcusable for me at least so we cut back to about a week ago and we have black canary singing man's world very beautifully sung and then we get the line she's got a killer voice and i'm like aha because anyone who knows anything about comics like canary does have a killer voice yeah um, killer <laughs> voice <laughs> <laughs> and so we have uh, Rom- Romy making a deal with the Golden Lions. He said, look, I've located the Bertinelli diamond and I'm looking to own the city. And the, and the guy he's negotiating with says, look, we have no need for your p- protection. <laughs> a bit of narration saying, he's going to regret that. And I'm like, oh, wait, this was the guy that had his face sliced earlier on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Romy casually makes a meeting for the next day. I, I don't know. I found that kind of funny how Ewan McGregor's character was kind of like, he just decides right there, you know what? I'm going to skin this guy's face tomorrow after he disagreed with me. <laughs> he just does it so casually. And Canary is still singing and she breaks the glass. And I think this is the first teaser we're meant to get of how powerful she is. Because I did, I did forget, actually, as well. I don't know how much of you guys watched Arrow. I know Hamid did the last time I saw Black Canary on screen or in any kind of medium. And I completely forgot that her powers were, like, screech-related. So I was like, oh, damn, like, yeah. That, that was kind of a reminder. But then the friend I was watching with at the time was like, I don't get it. Why did she, that's so fake. Why did she do that? And I was like, you'll get it. You'll understand later on. Harley is working on her, like, work card. <laughs> She's drunk at the club again still. <laughs> and it says, like, what, dog walker, 
bounty hunter, mercenary, mercenary, mercenary. She's trying to write a mercenary, right? Or was it mercenary? Yeah, mercenary. That's mercenary. Um, and she crossed that psychiatrist. <laughs> so then she gives the whole spiel about what a Harlequin is to um, Black Canary. She says, look, Harley Quinn's role is not to serve. I mean, it's to serve. Audience, master, Harley Quinn is nothing without a master, and no one gives two fucks who we are beyond that. And I think this is the first person she told that, you know, her and her pudding broke up for the first time in a long time. I'm all in my lonesome. I'm all on my lonesome. And then she holds back her tears and she's like, whatever. And then a sleazeball comes in and hears that. He hears, look, this chick is single. I'm like, give her some more drinks. And then we cut to the next day, or sorry, the next morning, a few hours later, what have you. And this guy's trying to like put her into the car, inebriated. He's trying to make a move on her. And he, and you know, Canary sees this and she's like, she just walks on. He goes, look, nothing to see here. We're all okay. Thank you very much. Total sleazebag. <laughs> so yeah, Harley's trying to resist, like, no, I don't want to go with you, and then, then, then. He tries to put her in the car, and then, you know, Black Canary's like, fuck it, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen. She leaves the car, kicks this guy's ass. Harley's like, look, I got this. Don't, I don't need to be saved. And she falls down. <laughs> and then Romaine is watching this from the window, and he's like, Mr. Mm-hmm. Zaz, I've got an amazing idea. And after the ass kicking, um, Zaz tells Canary she got a promotion. Be here tomorrow at 9 a.m. sharp. You're the new driver. And Harley Quinn says that position would not have been available without her. <laughs> just because... <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah, uh, of the earliest. Can I just say, the fighting, Yeah, I really adore it because, again, it's unique. That's one of the things that DC does really well. After... I've said this in like previous episodes, but after Black Widow, whenever a female is fighting, She's it's like... usually the same. Yeah. <laughs> Use the legs around the legs, jump up, and just use your weight and fall down. And, you know, the same stick that Black Widow uses. But in this one, it felt more like Taekwondo influence. Yeah. And it was a lot of, like, kicking and genuinely get, like, beating. And it was really refreshing for me, at least. Yeah, no, I liked it. I I do, I mean, uh, we can talk about it some other time. We'll we'll probably talk about it in jest, but, like, yeah. The Black Widow fight works for Black Widow because she's meant to be sexual when she fights, I think. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, when everyone else kind of does it, it's just a bit... It ruins the novelty of it. And yeah, I do agree. I mean, DC's just been on a run with their fighting scenes, you know? like Fighting scenes, Adam yeah. Steel's fighting scenes were great. I mean, I liked them. The BVS, even the BVS fighting scenes, Shazam fighting scenes were kind of... Nah, no, I take that back. Was, uh, yeah, but all the fights were like Wonder unique to their own characters. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Hard agree. Canary goes back to her apartment and then she sees Cassandra in the hallway. Mm. And we see like a little nice connection between the two. It's nice. There's like some level of camaraderie. Not camaraderie, but just like a nice... I'm taking care of this little girl that I know. And then she gives her some money. Uh, Canary's driving around Roman. <laughs> and then Roman enters the car and he's like, ew! And he just wipes off blood. <laughs> 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 Uh, we get um, Detective Montoya meeting with Diane. I think this is the first time we get a name drop. Diane Lane, right? Yeah. I've gone away from the diamond. Canary says, look, I'm not interested. I'm working for Romaine. And then she goes, do you know who you're working for? Yeah, damn right. I know he's the man who gave me a job and took me off the streets. And then we get some spiel about, like, your mother, blah, 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 would not have liked this, blah, blah, blah. You ha- your mother had a gift. Okay. I know you have it too. So, can we talk about this? Mm. Why did Black Canary need to be the daughter? I don't know. I have no idea. Actually. I think, yeah, actually, I can't. And, okay, let's say, so one of the arguments I brought against myself was the fact that we know Bruce Wayne is an old Bruce Wayne, so a Black Canary would have been old, but that also means Arrow would have been old, 
So, um, Oliver Queen. Yeah. So, does that mean Oliver Queen exists in this world? Is that who the father is? Where, like, what happened? Why is she, why, why is the mother out of the picture? Yeah. What's going on? Like, there's so many. And whether if if that's the case, then shouldn't Cassie kind of have some connection to Arrows instead of the Huntress? Uh, yeah. Like, and also, why isn't she um Cassie, super yeah, but yeah. rich? Uh, yeah, yeah. And why is she in Gotham? Why is she not? Uh... Well, yeah. Why is she in Gotham? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, your mother used to be good. I, I thought it was kind of weird. I agree. Your mother used to be a good woman. Blah blah blah. But look, if my and then she rebuttals by saying, look. Yeah, my mom was a great woman, and she put everyone's life before hers, but when they found her dead on the streets, where were you? That's right, I will not make her mistakes. And then we get some spiel about the crossbow killer striking again. Zaz tells that to Romaine, and then Romaine, <laughs> he's like, people don't kill people I own without my permission. Why don't I own the crossbow guy? I love crossbows. <laughs> I <I'm getting> massaged. <laughs> Like every time, like he's such a good. Actor. He steals the show. He's such a fun. I mean, he's just a fun villain to me. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's very charismatic. <laughs> I, I wrote this. It's not really relevant. I just found it funny. But Canary walks into the room, and then Ewan McGregor gives her a tour. He's like, "Look at this. I got this Chakwi mask from the Abgamwi tribe." <laughs> It's a little ornament in my house. You know, this tribe used to burn their faces or like bow people's faces, and now it's here in my house. Ew, I love it. Decoration. Ew, I love it. Uh, And then you know, like like this. He he reminds me of um, Ant Man's daughter. Like (laughs) when when Ant Man gives her the toy, she looks at her like it's so ugly. I love it. Yeah, um, and so yeah, Zaz is kind of getting jealous that someone else is taking attention away from him, from Romy, Romy, Romaine. Mm-hmm. So then he says, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this bombshell." Holly and uh, the Joker broke up, and uh, Romaine's like, "Fuck, dude! Now I want to get her now because now I can fuck her up because I wanted to get her for a long time." So he sends them both off to the streets. We cut to the streets, and Cassandra's all do- like she's doing her pickpocketing. Zaz takes the diamond off Canary. Uh, Holly's narrating like the, the rockets are the difference between her life and death. Mm-hmm. Cassie steals the diamond from Zaz. Diana figures out that Cass stole the diamond, but then she gets arrested. <laughs> Cassie gets arrested. And um, yeah. while she's in the car, she's trying to like hide all the goods she stole, like the watch she stole from the lady and some other goods. And she looks at the diamond and she just follows it. Okay. Yeah. Can I say two things here? One, kids, please don't try that at home. <laughs> Do not swallow diamonds. That will kill you. But two, I really wanted her to lose her voice when she ate the diamond. What is that? Is that for that? Because she is so the Cassie Kane from the comics, at least the one that we have right now. She learned how to fight before she learned how to talk. So oh. she doesn't talk at like ever. Isn't she like the like, fourth back or something? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and she doesn't she. Her communication is very limited to specific words. I, I remember reading on the MDB, like they kind of alluded to it in the beginning when, yeah. like, throw was like when she when she couldn't speak at first. Yeah. yeah. So I thought like that's where they're gonna lead to. Yeah. And then she was fine, <laughs> and I was like, that's such a missed opportunity. That would have been great. Like, uh, it been, and also yeah. eating diamonds will kill you. Do not do that. Yeah, you can't adjust that. And like, yeah, no, it's not. A... <laughs> it's not a very realistic move, but yeah. We cut back it's to uh, Romain getting needles uh, stuck in his face. I think it's Botox. He's getting some kind of procedure done where there's a needle in his face and some, uh, his sage and smoke and a feather. 
and he gets mad. I really like that. I don't know why. It just makes me giggle. Uh, he gets really mad uh, that the diamond was stolen. He goes, these are my things. This diamond is my things. <laughs> uh, and then Zaz tries to calm it down with a massage. Like, don't worry. That they have this really weird romance happening between them. <laughs> this weird nurturing kind of like it's it's kind of it feels like incest but not incest. <laughs> uh, and then he goes like, why don't we kill that Harley bitch? Won't that blow off some steam? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll make me feel better. Yeah. Harley Quinn is tied downstairs, and Sionis comes down, and then we get like the uh, the name Roman. Not Romy, Romy, Sionis, Grievous, a ton. Like, there's a, lunch, there's a bunch of... She fucked this guy over a bunch of times. And she cuts off his monologue. He's trying to make a monologue, and she's cutting him off, and we see him visibly annoyed. She psychoanalyzes him, but he goes, you know what, fuck it. Just give me my popcorn. The guy gives him his popcorn, and he's ready to watch as her face is about to get fucked around. <laughs> and Zaz is, like, licking her face, meowing. This is where we meet plot armor. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> just before we meet plot armor, Zaz is licking her face, and he's just so- it's so weird. Do you, do you feel like some of these? I mean, it's it's the same thing again. But like, I we've always said that you know the villains. I mean, everyone's a villain in this, but you know, it's just the villains always seem really like you know simple, one dimensional. Um, when you went through like Not this one, this one was actually very. I think this one was very like the most developed in DC, except Zod, of course. Yeah, okay, except for Zod, sure. But I, I don't know. It's uh, the black mask guy. What's his name again? Uh, Sionis. Sionis, yeah, yeah. Like, the, you know, the tantrum at the end, uh, him getting visibly upset and everything like that, and then being calmed down and everything like that. For me, it was like, it's so, it, it's like, you know, I felt like, oh, okay, yeah, we get it. He's, he's basically unhinged and everything like that. Oh, I'm just, I think I've just got too many complaints, but it's it, about it. It's just, because all the villains, like, I just wish they had more depth, more depth than just like a tantrum no, and think- everything like that. Possessiveness. I, 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 I think this is. I, I think the tantrum is his depth. It's the fact that he's not mentally okay. That's that's the part of it. Like it's trying to show mm. because it's not just you know this will make me bit. feel okay. Like, and... Yeah, he 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 does that throughout the whole movie. Like and every little thing <laughs> yes. that ticks him off, he just he he loses it completely. And then there's always something else that he needs to do to feel better. And then, yeah, and I also throw this in there, like, um, I said this point, I think, for the last review as well. I think we've been spoiled by, like, really deep villains, like the Thanoses, the Lokis. And I was looking at this film just coming into, like, this isn't going to be, we're not going to get the A-tier heroes or the A-tier villains. We're just going to get the side villains. And it would be great if we had some development, but I, I, I think... Isn't it in the comics that the development of the villains, like, sure, like... Uh, uh, like, like honestly, Black Mask has the least amount of developments in the comics. Nah. <laughs> like, he's just a gangster. And I'll be honest, like, there isn't much in terms of, like just villains we get generally in films. Like, I don't know if you've had such a fun villain in a very long time. Oh, and I'm okay yeah. having this like deep villain. I'm I'm okay having this like really crazy, really weirdly like <laughs> maniacal, like crazy kiddish villain that kind of needs to have like every little thing right just tantrums and it's just yeah i don't need to have any kind of like deep motivation for this guy uh, apart from i want power and i want it like the way i want it and i'll do anything i want to get it kind of thing yeah no i can i got i got his motivation especially the fact that he was saying how everybody thinks i was um silver spooned and i was like that's what someone silver spooned would say yeah (laughs) i was like yeah that 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 literally shows what kind of a character he is Mm. Uh, he doesn't realize how much of a daddy's boy he is Mm. 
Okay. I don't know. I don't so, know. To, yeah. me, uh, to me, he had more depth than many other DCU <laughs> uh, villains. Yeah. So yeah, uh, plot armor kicks in as Harley says, "Look, look, look! Hey, hey! Don't kill me! I can find your diamond. You're looking for a diamond, right? I heard you're looking for a diamond." Okay. How did you know that? <laughs> no idea. Zero clue. There's, I don't. What, yeah, whatever. Part, this part is super stupid. Yeah. Yeah, and it keeps the plot rolling. But yeah, it, it, there's no way she should have ever known this. Um, but she passes over her card and it's covered in glitter with the XOXO. <laughs> and it says, finder of a lot of things. <laughs> She's like, yeah, so I can find it, your diamond. And she gets like bitched up to the face. She kind of knocks out. And we get this really weird musical portion. Yeah, um, that, that portion really threw me out. Yeah. Really threw so, me out. Oh, So here's the thing. There was supposed to be two of those. And they cut one of them out. And I think when they cut the other one out, it made this one feel very out of place. It, yeah, it did feel out of place. <laughs> out of place. I was like, "Mom, what's happening? Is this?" So, so basically, the 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 concept is that it's Harley's mentality. She's accepting that she's now working for this guy, and basically the dream dance that he had with Joker. Now he's having it with this guy. It's a new dance. It's a dress that he's she stole from him, and it's a little montage about that. But the thing is, it doesn't work because the other one has been cut out. But the other one wouldn't have to be cut out if he didn't have the other extra expositions that we got for no reason. Fair play. I mean, yeah. Um, alone, yeah, it probably might have worked with the other one. For me, at least this part didn't. Like, it just kind of took me out. Yeah, it didn't, yeah. No, I agree, 100%. Uh, she says a really funny mm-hmm. line where she says, Call me old-fashioned, but I'm pretty sure the guy was meant to get the girl a diamond. I like that. <laughs> and in the, and while Harley's on the lookout for Cassandra, Romy sets a half a million bounty to get the diamond as well, to make things more interesting for him. Important note, it says, alive only, worthless, dead. So, you know, he's not a complete monster, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, it's the fact that he doesn't know that she swallowed she it. She ate it. Yeah, yeah. So he he needs to ask her where it is. Right. Okay. So yeah, the detective Montoya is. So we get we get the back to the jail scene. Harley Quinn leaves the police station, and she says, "Hey, I know that guy." To Captain Boomerang, I thought it was a nice touch. Bunch of crooks in the cell, mad at her. She finds Cassandra Kane. All the cells unlock. They all surround Harley. We get fight scene. Dope. She uses a wrestling move in a fight, and I was like, this is dumb, but it's hilarious, and it's so funny, so I was okay with it, like, even though it was so practical, and, like, there were so many moves that were, that looked dope as fuck, that, but in reality, they do nothing, like, <laughs> like if you do that to someone, they they would just stand still, like, it wouldn't hurt them at all, but it was fun, it, it looked awesome, and I understand that it's a Hollywood movie, so sure. Cool, a cool thing is that uh, Margaret Robbie did all of her stunts, mm. um, except those that were dangerous. Oh, that's cool. So the car jumps and stuff, sure, that was a stunt double. But all of the fight scenes and fight sequences, she did it herself. It felt very ballet, like I don't know if um, not ballet, but just it felt like she was dancing, like gymnastic. Yeah, she's thing. supposed to have yeah. a background in gymnastics. Yeah, it was yeah. well. I think I like tailored to her. I think she had her own unique style to it. Both the character and the actor have a background in gymnastics, so it kind of makes oh, sense. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but if you think about her, like, powers by itself, it's like she fights with gymnastics and with a club, and you're just going, like, she's been beating all these people with guns and shit with her gymnastics and a, and a, and a club. Huh. 
<laughs> but hey, you know that's that's comic books, isn't it? Yeah, she's she's. I mean, it worked, didn't it? Yeah, I don't know, it, it does. Me, it worked, yeah. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so and then yeah, some more goodies find um, Cassie and these guys. Like, probably not. Sorry, can I just say? Th- well, like one of the things I really love was when she grabs the bat and then bounces it off the ground <laughs> and it hits the guy's head. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, this is so satisfying. Yes. I don't know what it is about it. It, it was like, she like grabs it in midair again. You know, like when he throws his shield around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I like yeah, the uh, like she kind of like pummels the guy's knee again. I'm like, God, you hit his knees. Like it was painful. Breaks the top knee and then breaks the lower knee <laughs> and then like the other knee and then puts it back in. It's like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, so yeah, um, some guys come in and these guys are not from jail, but they're like trying to also find Cassie for the ransom. They shoot up like this box of, I'm assuming, cocaine, but it could be any drug really. And Holly smells it, her pupils widen up, she gets like a buff. It's just like a, it's like a video game kind of where she's like, oh, now I'm powered. She goes haywire, ballistic with the bat, pow, 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 beats them all up. Very fun to watch the first time, even the second time as well when I was watching it again. I was like, this is cool. This is like, it doesn't feel like too long for me. It just felt like it was happening. Yeah, it feels forced for me. I, as a guy with a beard, I felt insulted when the beard got on fire. So I'm fine. <laughs> oh! <laughs> huh? So uh, Charlie said it felt forced for him. Yeah, every fight scene feels a little bit forced for me right now. I don't know. I it's very hard stylized and it, it just feels forced to me. I think what? I think the ones where she was being chased initially didn't feel too forced just because I feel like once word gets out that she's broken up with Mr. J, people are going to want to keep her ass. I think this one maybe could have been avoided, but I, I still didn't mind. I, I got it. Like, Yeah, I, I don't think... Like, to me, it wasn't for it. I, I was okay with This fight, I was okay with. It's the other one that I don't like. The one that's going to come up. Mm. Right. Kind of escape almost... Well, Holly and Cassie are running around, and then Detective Montoya's like, haha, freeze, I got you, bitch. Drop the weapon. And then she drops her... What did she drop? Like, the, the phone? Phone. Her phone. And she just fly kicks into her face and knocks her out. That was cool. Yeah, and then she, she drives off, and then she's driving down the highway. And this part felt very animated to me, where the girl wakes up from the gunshots, like, <laughs> and then she goes, hey, hold the stick of dynamite. <laughs> and just throws it out the window. It feels like so long since I've seen a stick of dynamite in anything. Yeah. So I used to watch those. I'm, I'm sure we all used to watch, like, Wiley Coyote trying to get the Roadrunner. Or like Bugs Bunny, yeah. or like what have you. Yeah, Bugs Bunny, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And uh, <laughs> no, very animated. And there was another person she had an agreement with. Holy Quinn has a lot of enemies, and and uh, this movie makes it known. And... I don't know. This one was a bounty hunter. Oh no, but it also had like grievance as well in it as well, like uh, grievance this thing as well. And so, anyways, yeah, down there in the store. And to buy laxatives, and Cass is like, I want to be like you, Harley. And then she goes, Look, nobody can be like me yet. And then she gives the whole spiel of her backstory. Uh, this reminds me of um from Guardian of Galaxy. What part? No, no, no. Of uh, the 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 raccoon. Oh, nobody's like me. I'm a I'm a rat. Yeah, nobody's like yeah. me but me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We meet Doc, the owner of this uh food store or like this restaurant. To... Rocket Raccoon, sorry. Rocket yeah. Raccoon, yeah. Sorry. So she meets up with Doc. Um, and this guy's a good guy because he has zero grievances with Harley, and she's the only person that cares about her. And he calls her a lotus flower, I think. Yeah, lotus flower. Um, and then, so yeah, um, up in the crib, uh, she's introducing Cassie to the crib. She goes, here's Brucey named after the hunky Wayne guy. I thought it was a cute nod. I, that was so good. Does, does she, have, she has two hyenas, right, Holly? Yeah. Uh, in the, um, I guess, animation and the comics, yeah. But in here, it's just one. Oh, okay. What's the other it's one? It's because, 
So basically, oh, it's, but neither of them are called Bruce. They like this is basically they went separate ways. So basically, what happened is that first they wanted to do two hyenas, but the CGI cost too much, and they were like, "Yeah, this is this is not right." Skips by one. DC was DC said. So that's what they tried to do. They tried to get actual hyenas, but they didn't. There wasn't any trained ones around, so they were like, "Okay." So what should we do? This is said like, oh, just take the hyenas out. But she really wanted hyenas in the story, so they brought a dog that was big enough to be close enough so that they can CGI it a little bit. Yeah. So that it would look like a hyena. It didn't look off. So it off at all for this. Yeah, it looks flawless to me. Um, it, it's an actual dog, but they couldn't afford another one, mm. so they were just like, yeah, one is enough. All right, uh, and so yeah, she meets um, the taxidermy beaver, and then she shows a picture of the Joker as well. Like, yo, nobody knows who Mr. J is. That's my ex. Ramona Flowers enters the store, and she speaks fluent. I put on fluent language because I didn't know what language it was because I was confused. It sounds like Mandarin, but she said it was a Thai restaurant earlier, so I'm not sure what language it was speaking. No, I mean, I could, I could just, uh, I could tell you where it is. Let's have a I look. Where, what, what think, point of the movie yeah. was that? Where does she come in and say that shit? <laughs> <laughs> but that's when Huntress walks into the store. I mean, it's not too important, but she speaks fluently, whatever language they speak there. And she's like, "Who are? I'm looking around for someone. Who are you? They call me, before we get to the, they call me bit. She goes, my bad. I should have introduced this person too. And I'm like, God. Yeah, oh my God. That's like, God. Again. And again, maybe, yes. Probably it's meant to be annoying and like, but, but it does take away from like, I think annoying can be done well. And it shouldn't have to be like this egregious in terms of like, for the viewer experience at least. Because I feel like we're being punished now mm-hmm. for kind of shoddy story writing, maybe. Just, sorry to interject. Uh, yeah, she's trying to speak uh, Chinese. Okay, cool. So it is. Okay, it's, nice. But it's like, yeah. Really bad. <laughs> pretty bad cool. i'm like oh okay it's like uh. either way yeah that was chinese carry on sorry I, th- I think i don't remember where i read this i think it was in the movie that the guy actually says like i'm not even taiwanese oh, okay so i think that's why um he was like not yeah fair enough okay cool but he runs a thai restaurant or he just needs not yeah he so he, he we get to it when we get to it. Okay. Like, I told you when we get to that. Spiel, she's the daughter of the richest mafia don in the world, Helena Bertinelli. One of the goons finds her alive after the massacre that we saw earlier. Uh, he hides her away in Sicily, where she's raised by assassins. She moves back to Gotham to work on her hit list. So uh, we get the narration that she has the murder stuff down, but she doesn't have this part down. And she's just practicing in the mirror. Do you know who I am? <laughs> it's just the thing, like, we get the small touch. Do you know who I am? The crossbow killer. Do you know who I am? The crossbow killer. The crossbow killer. They call me Huntress. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, Harley Quinn says, like, she calls herself Huntress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just... <laughs> crossbow killer sounds cooler, but anyways. Police comes up to the fa- um, to the door, and she's like, nobody knew where we were. Who ratted us out? Oh, shit, it's Doug. And then she says, and she grabs the girl and goes, uh, go under the table. Tries to call Bruce, but Bruce goes towards the door. But um, one of the people that's trying to get at Harley oh, and wait, throws up. And it has a grievance yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. emoji with a no sign on it. So just <laughs> refused to give this. Is that, is that the guy from earlier? She was almost pointing to his car? Maybe. It might be. I don't know. But yeah, no, I just found it funny. I was like, yeah, no pussy. And this guy's angry. <laughs> and then, yeah, so she ba- that guy basically blows up the flat. Yeah. Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, so they disappear because they think Bruce is dead. Back at the club. <laughs> okay, so this bit is when she goes to Doug, goes like, Doug, what the hell? Like, I thought like, <laughs> everything was good. And then the Doug goes like, well, a lot of people offered me a lot of money. I have enough to make another restaurant even better. Yes. And I think it's this bit. I don't know if I read it in the... I just realized, sorry, I'm looking at the notes. It's not even there yet, but yeah. I, I don't know if it's this bit he says it, or I read it in, like, a like more, like, fun facts about Birds of Prey, or, like, I watched a alternative scene, or I, I remember at this point is when he turns around and goes, like, I'm not even Taiwanese. I'm Chinese. So, I don't, like, why am I making this restaurant? I don't know. I'm going to make, like, my own one. This is, like, from where I'm business, from. right? That's what he says. Yeah, exactly. Um, business has been... This is just business. And that's when she goes, like, yeah, business is just business. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, that bit, I think we got the order wrong. I mean, I got the order wrong. My bad. We, we're back at the nightclub. People are laughing on another table. And Romy's like, what's she laughing at? Is she laughing at me? And afterwards, like, the guy's like, yeah, she is. Uh, but she isn't, obviously. Um, but Zach's like, yeah, no, yeah, she's totally laughing at you. We should go get her. And then uh, he's like, yo, get on the table. And she's like, wait, what? Get on the table. And he's like, he fucking, like, he moves everything off the table. Like, get on the table! And she's like, he goes, now dance! And it's just, this is terrifying. I am actually kind of terrified watching this scene. And we kind of get to see, like, the, to which extent how horrific this guy is. Murder? I can bear with that. This? No. And he got he yeah, guns, and he, like, passes a knife to her friend. He got such an ugly dress. And he gets her friend to, like, rip off her dress. And she's crying. And Canary's crying watching this. And it's just shocking. It's terrifying watching this. Uh, what did you guys think of this scene? Because, like, I know what I thought of it. I think it was brilliantly done, but it was, like, uh, cr- like cringe in a good way, if that makes sense. Mm. What about you, Charlie? Um, I mean, I always knew it was on here. I was just trying to further to put it in. And, like, I'd say, like, the face-cutting scene with the family was worse than this. Sure, this this is bad, but, like, your entire family is being face-cut and dead, oh, that's yeah, worse. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean it. Yeah. So like which one would I rather have? I just mean like we've seen killing in a lot of films and a lot of skinning and punishment. I, I think the nature of which harassment is shown is like terrifying sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I guess the one thing is oh if someone kills you you're dead. If someone does that from you, you have to live with that. And it was kind of done in a not so debatey way, where it's like, Oh, he raped this person. You know? It's like he abused someone in a really public and humiliating way and it was kind of terrifying to watch. Because yeah. he also got a friend involved and he was so Unhinged. Like the performance was sick here, like it was sickening, but it was yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is she just being saying how much more of a dickhead he is. So yeah, he's a dickhead. And I also spoke on how much one um Zach had influence over him, and two how. Did I say Zaz? Exactly. I was like, I was about to be like, you know, what? I'll let him go. Yeah. Now you're Zaz. I meant um, Zaz. Zaz. Yeah, yeah Zaz. How much? How much control he had over him, and also how much of a fucked up person he is. Yeah. And also, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I mean, I guess we already had some inclination, but how much power? Um, yeah. Because yeah. usually people would just be like, oh no, it's cool. Well, I'm not gonna do this for you, but no, that it happened, and I was just yeah. yeah. Zaz is crazy laughing as Huntress kind of watches in anger, I guess. Back at the office, Montoya, Detective Montoya stole some info and is sold out by her ex, who uh, but it's Ali Wong, right? The yeah. Ex. Yeah. 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 I was actually surprised that you didn't mention it earlier. I was yeah, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like. 
Ali Wong in anything is a fucking win. She's fun. Yeah, she's not in this. Yeah. She she didn't really have much of a role here, but yeah. And so yeah, it turns out, you know, so she gets suspended by her um chief and she's like and you know, we get the whole spiel. Turns out no cop gets anything done after until after they get suspended. I mean true that. <laughs> yeah, every cop movie that you've ever seen, you know. Give us the ba- the gun, the badges, and then they start to get shit done. So yeah, then oh, this is the scene where like Harley's crib just gets destroyed. Doc is packing her things. He sold her out, and now Harley is distraught in betrayal. Is willing to sell out Cassie to Romaine. He agrees, but on the caveat that she remains alive. That you know they don't kill Cassie. He agrees. He says, "Look, meet me at Amusement Mile," and that's it. Romaine sends Canary and is asked to Amusement Mile. Uh, Canary texts um, Renee. Huntress, Huntress somehow also knows, I guess. On the drive... The- yeah, Huntress was following Zaz, so... I mean, I like the way it ties in together. I think the way everything is tying in together isn't so weird. Like, we are- no, 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 it made sense. Yeah, actually, like, this is one of the good things about this movie. It did a really good job at putting everyone into one location, and they're coming from their own road. Yeah. If that makes sense. And the connections yeah. that some of the characters have to each other, like, this character knows this character, but also knows this character, and hates this character, and it's... I don't know, I thought it was kind of... Nicely done. On the drive there, Victor sees the text on Canary's phone, seeing like, you know, she's texted someone to meet her at Amusement Mile. He goes, look, pull over. I gotta go pee. Uh, he doesn't have to pee. He just snitches on her. Tells Romaine, look, you've been betrayed. Uh, Romaine tears up. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> he, goes, like, he was so emotional about it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the whole time he's been saying, my little, what do you call her? My little bird. My little bird. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You soothe me, my little bird, the whole time. Yeah. So get, so yeah, to get betrayed by his uh, A two, I guess not A one, but A two. He goes, no, you know what? I'll meet you there, and he puts on his mask. The transformation of him putting on the mask. That's the moment that sold Black Mask to me. Till now, I was actually kind of low key pissed on how goofy he was as a villain. I was like, I don't know, man. In every interpretation of Black Mask. Black Mask was just a straight-off dick villain who is just gloomy all the time, and he's just a gangster, mostly. And he's just brutal in regards to how he does business. But then, when you see the transformation of Roman Romaine into Black Mask when he gets like she betrayed me and then she's he start getting emotional and he start losing it slowly but surely to get to the point that he goes okay this is something that I need to put the mask on so you know the mask has an indication of different personality to what we've seen so far. I love how we all are forgetting his name. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry's the one. Yeah, such a weird name. Jerry's the one that has to remind us, but Jerry got it wrong the first time. He's always like, is it, was it his? <laughs> is it Romy? Yeah, no, I have to make sure. No, no, but I do. Usually, whenever like um, I'm watching any kind of superhero entity, I remember, especially sidetrack, like I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, when I watched uh, Daredevil for the first time. And he, I don't know if you've seen Daredevil, guys, so spoilers. Mm-hmm. But okay. you know how for the majority of the first season, he's wearing just the black hat and like the mask kind of thing, but he's not wearing the Daredevil outfit, right? For the longest time, I was like, okay, they're going to find some kind of cheesy way to put him into the Daredevil suit, right? Naturally, it didn't happen for me. But, like, in some other entities, there is a kind of, like, an element of cheese when they're like, oh, yeah. it's meant to be a symbol of hope or whatever, right? Here, I have no qualms or bad opinions about him having to put... I feel like this character is a character that would wear a black mask to kind of do his evil doing. He's kind of a crazy enough guy to be like... I mean, we saw him That's the thing. other stuff now. Like, we've seen him do, uh, like, evil deeds when he doesn't have his mask on, but his personality is still this goofy, quirky kind of character. Yes. 
even though he's doing some awful things like ripping someone's face off. Yeah. But when he puts the mask on, his personality completely shifts into this dark person who has one aim and he's going just gonna get it. So you know some fucked up shit that happened that made him do this. It doesn't even feel out of place because we saw the mementos yeah. he had. Like, what was it? The little mask he had or like the little statues he had from this, this tribe. Yeah. Whatever. It feels like it's in place for this character, which I, I genuinely like. And then the music starts to pop off here. I don't know what the song is called. I'm going to have to look up the soundtrack after this film, um, after this review. The soundtrack yeah, is really good. We are yeah. finally at Amusement Mile. Do you, did you, okay, so I don't know how much you know about Amusement Mile. I'm sure Hammy does, but did you ever think we were going to get Amusement Mile on the big screen? <laughs> uh, I thought we only get it if we get a, like a Joker-related show. Mm. Like I, I like I thought it would be like that. So it's gonna be the fight between Batman versus Joker, where Bat like Joker dies. Ah, oh, right. Like that's the that's the setting I thought we we're gonna get. But damn, okay, that's cool. I mean, it feels great to finally uh, see it on the big screen. Yeah. So yeah, Cassie's tied up. Um, Hardy's like, look, man, I'm sorry, but like, it's a doggy dog world. I have to leave you. I'm knocking the door. And Harley's like, well, that was fast. And we get a drunk detective, Montoya, who tries to fight Harley in pursuit of Cassandra. She just jukes her. They fight. She's, oh, she's drunk. Yes, she is drunk. So she's just getting like, she's just juking her left and right. Harley gets revenge for her sandwich by knocking her out the window. And as she knocks her out the window, she gets started by Zaz. She knocks out. And Victor's like, I mean, Zaz is now talking to her in a really creepy way as she's kind of like out of it. And he reveals his chest to her. He's like, look, I count myself for every little bird. I help fly away from this world. And I'm saving a special spot for you. Really fucking creepy. Because I was kind of like, I mean, to be honest, I, I forgot a, a lot about Victor's ass anyway. So I was like, why is he kind of scarred everywhere? Like, I get he's a cro- kind of croony. But like, why does he have scars? And I realized, oh, wait, yeah, this is his gig. So then as Canary is trying to break out Cass, Victor puts the gun on her head and says, look, cut her open. And she goes like, what? He goes, yeah, no, like, you, you told me that you're not loyal to her, um, Romaine. Cut her open and prove your loyalty. And just before he like that happens, she, he gets knifed by Huntress on the neck. And, you know, Harley gets the thing out of her neck and just gives him the... Stab, stab, stabby, stab. As well. And there's a standoff now, so Huntress... Can I just say, his death was so underwhelming. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it just felt like, that's it. Super Yeah, it's like, the plot needed him to disappear, so let's just kill him. Yeah, it just felt like that too. It was like, he's supposed to be, like, he is terrifying, you know? He's supposed to be, like, super terrifying. Something that you just go, like, this guy needs to have karma or something. But it's just, story was like, yeah, he just needs to get killed. They're just going to kill him by stabbing. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) So yeah, there's a standoff, but then Cassie picks up the gun, and and Holly's like, yeah, shoot them, kid. And then she goes, no, I thought you were different. And then Harley's like, look, man, I'm sorry, kid. I'm just, maybe I'm just a terrible person. And then Huntress is like, look, man, maybe I walked into something weird. So I'm going to leave. And they're like, nope, no, 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 no. You're not leaving. I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. Harley was like, look, even the crossbow killer wants to kill me. And she goes, I'm not the crossbow killer. Huntress is like, look, man, I had a list. I had to kill people. I've killed everyone. Now I'm done. I can leave. Later, kids. But she doesn't get to leave yet because outside of the window, we see Sionis has now stirred up a bunch of cooks in the evil pot as they're surrounded. And now they're all realizing that they're fucked. Harley rounds up the team to all face Romaine and the gang. They all have to work together. It didn't feel too forceful for me this bit. Like, you know, I was expecting a team up at some point because it's literally called the Bird of Prey, like Birds of Prey. But I, I mean, I mean, what did you guys think of the whole like, hey, we should come together and fight these guys together, you know? Because it, it kind of felt like they kind of had to anyway. Yeah, it, that, that's fine. It's, it, it's just like, it has nothing to do with the Birds of Prey thing yet. 
For now, yeah. it's just them. They like it's for convenient. They have to work together. I- imagine there is a group of people that try to hurt you, and then someone's they're gonna hurt me too. So let's work together to beat them down. Yeah, yeah it makes sense to work together. Yeah. We finally get this really nice cool scene where they all getting geared up. There's like a montage of like not really a montage, but like there's a kind of like, hey, let's all pick up some stuff to fight with. Harley picks up a bat. Cassandra picks up a grenade. <laughs> Detective Montoya picks up Harley's top from Suicide Squad. But Harley's like, no, 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 not, not that one. That one's uh, for sentimental reasons. We're not using that one. And so then there's like a really cool fight. I, I just wrote down this is a really cool video game fight that happens. Um, in the- really? I hated that fight. You didn't like it? I hated it. Not, not I didn't like it. I hated yeah, it. Really? I didn't like any of the fights. Yeah. Cause I, I just thought it was like, oh, this is going to be a fun fight. And like in the Hall of Mirrors, it felt like every kind of episode or like series, whenever they enter like the circus and there's like a fight scene, Hall of Mirrors, they're fucking around with the clown shit, the hands, the, the sippy cup ride, the tongues, all this. It felt fun. The location was fine. It's the fighting that sucked. Uh, and it sucked. Super. Like I think it's super, super sucked. Kicks were like, I'm just tapping this guy, and the guy would just like f- jump like <laughs> two meters outside. Or like the punches were like half elbow punch, and the the guy was like, oh, I'm knocked out. I was like, that what? There's no feeling of impact, and the choreography of the fight felt so choreographed. I agree. Like, it didn't feel like natural at all. It was like the guy was waiting. All right, now he's down. Now I go in. It's like I don't know. I'd say yeah, very convenient. Because like we got the rest of the fighting earlier on, and that was really well done. I'd say yeah, the rest of the fight was really well done. I say the kind of this whole kind of scene. Because I think I think at this point I was more for the spectacle of the circus fight and how they would use the environment rather than the actual fight. But I do agree that the fighting was underwhelming. I just enjoyed it because it felt like I was in a video game, (laughs) and there was like a weird like level that we were in, just kind of like oh, how do we fight? How do we use the terrain? to fight effectively here how do we use our weapons yeah but even for that they didn't do a really good job like, uh, i think i don't think so but yeah i can understand why you think but like the hands for example if that hand thing hit someone they're not gonna fall to the ground it's just gonna be owl that's true like, actually yeah the spring isn't that strong enough to knock one person out mm. or like when they were don't know what thing was called <laughs> like there is one bit that um, huntress jumped on top of these things which i don't know what they're called and start knocking them down uh but she just did a rotation of her foot and then they all just fell down and i was like they didn't she didn't even touch you guys <laughs> like <laughs> like at least show some sort of I, resistance okay, no, actually, no, yeah thinking back yeah they probably could have worked a lot more on this sequence i think and it's r-rated like they could have shown like so like you've done so many knee breakings and some legs breaking give me more of those like where did that go fatalities you know some fatalities yeah 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 Yeah, i wanted some fatalities a lot of it just didn't feel strong or powerful or anything really but But i did like yeah sorry go on no that's okay Uh, i was gonna say i did like how each one um, their fighting style was still unique to their personality. Yes, that I did like. Oh yeah, I, I, Sorry, no, I, yeah. I like Charlie. You were gonna say something. Oh yeah. No, I was just saying that. Yeah, I agree. This fighting wasn't that good. Um, like the detective has a butt on and like fighting people and everything, but it's like she's really small or no. Then I, I think she punched like a seven, six foot five, like piece of muscle and he got went flinging around i was like what yeah because she's also like drunk at this point too right mm, yeah and like 
No, no, no. So here's the thing. Um, after she got thrown out of the window, when she came back, she wasn't drunk. And I can understand that because Edrelin would have. Yeah, but made even if it's right not now. that, it's just like, um, no, everyone has like ways to, to fight. Like, and, um, I, I, I the Huntress fights, um, are kind of like, she was using the crossbow and everything. I don't know. It's just, it was just, everything felt forced. Not everything, not like the one scene in that prison. That one was okay. I would say it was like the best scenes of the movie, like of all the fight scenes. But like you said, it's like tapping. Well, it felt like tapping, didn't feel like power and like what kind of like the punches wouldn't go through. They were just it's mm-hmm. as if like they're punching the yeah. punching it, It's just um, it's just it's just how it is, I guess. It, it, but it like you said, using the using the environments as well. I can see like some some movies do really like nice nice environments like knocking your head into a porcelain um, bowl or like anything like that like really sells it but like like you said like jumping on those weird tongue things and using those weird hangs and oh let me just jump on this like uh extending bars of like the floor the floor was extending oh i'm gonna jump on you because you were on that everything just felt super forced they were just trying to work with something it looked yeah. fun sure but to me i was like oh, okay uh, it's just like a fight scene where i just have to sit through and just be like huh hmm okay sure yeah like I, there was no sense of danger and there was no sense of action, no, i guess i wanted it yeah you wanted something like oomph, like oh that was so cool that, that was so great like damn look at yeah. how that thing oh look at how she sh-, like even like a, a headshot of the crossbow and you see his blood spout oh that's kind of cool right yeah. but no it, it didn't yeah or, or like something that you would mm-hmm. go like ouch i felt that like i yeah, needed it that. was just yeah, looking, um yeah, looking back now, actually, yeah, I think I, I just, I kind of coerced myself to like it. I, I do agree now, like, looking back, it was super underwhelming. I, I would yeah. say that the groundwork was there for something amazing to happen, because essentially this is the final fight of the movie, right? You want everything that, yeah. the, the movie has been leading up to this final conflict, and you kind of want it to be epic, right? Imagine if um, Zass was alive, and then he was part of this fight. It would have, like, add so much threat to this fight, and it would have made this so much more interesting. Yeah, because it would, all, yeah, because right now we're just beating up a bunch of random goonies. I did like the, that they were stylized in a weird way, though. They had, like, the, yeah. the clan makeup or, like, the masks. That was cool, I think. But, yeah, no, the fight itself, yeah, like, the criticism you guys have pointed out, I'm thinking about it now, and I even just rewatched it while you guys were talking about it. It, it was a bit, yeah, super... And even the directing wasn't so dynamic. It, it was just a, a cool... Yeah environment just for the sake of it and i think they could have done a lot more with it than what we got so uh yeah and i 100 agree in any case yeah so they the, the fight scene happens holly's on her yeah so they beat up everyone they leave they think they're done like it feels like they're done but then montoya gets shot but her kevlar protected her and then there's way more goons now and then they kidnap cassie and they're all out of bullets and like canary's pull, canary pulls out the deus ex machina of her powers and she finally sings knocks everyone else out then she passes out yeah, that was so not earned at all the pass out or the deus ex machina. The, the the using of her powers is like oh it's now use it use your power okay and screams, and I was just like, "What?" No, no, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I I rewatched it today as well, but like it, it did. It was kind of building up because they were kind of like in despair, and the camera just keeps coming to her when she's kind of like, "Should I do it? Should I do it?" Like you can see in her face, "Should I do it?" Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know. I I didn't feel earned I, to me. I I agree. It this is it, super. She did it just more. for a convenience. Really? Coming out of like, I mean, how's yeah. it? I mean, like I'm I'm thinking like 
if if because the thing is yeah she's the daughter of black canary in this scenario which I, I agree whatever like we have our thoughts on that but like if she could have used her power earlier then she would have right so like yeah she probably used it in a moment where hey we're all she, she's doing that fight thinking we didn't need to use it and then now they're out of bullets they're in their like last legs they're pushing to a corner i think it makes sense at that point to use your powers no it's like it's like a shonen manga. Oh, everything's gone. No, let me just reach deep inside and grab this power that I I never really been, tried out before. No, no, it's, no, it's always been there. It's like she's already had that. And ability. not only that, it's like she hasn't been very clever about anything, and we don't see her be very strategical about strategical about anything. Mm-hmm. And then now mm-hmm. you're telling me she learned a strategy on like, all right, don't do this. Like she's not yeah, gonna especially the detective. Uh, you think she's smart, and you think like she might use things that are more like strat- strategic in terms of like just trying to deck them out and punch them or something. But like everyone, everyone has their own. Like it, it, she has. I mean, kicks, I'm, not really, I'm not really talking about the detective. I'm literally just saying for for the black canary. I I don't know. I, it's not earned. Like I don't I, like. I mean, it doesn't need to be earned though. It just needs, it just happens, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's what cool. you're saying. It cool. It's not earned. Oh, it just happens. So it's yeah, it's it happening. Cool. Don't get me wrong. The... My argument is it needs to happen. It doesn't need to be earned, rather, because like here's what I'm thinking is at some point in her life she's like, hey, I I should probably not use my voice like this, and we get a hint of it earlier on, and she has the fight scene here. And they escape, and they're like, "Okay, cool. I didn't need to use my voice because we didn't need to use my voice." And now they're in the like the last corner. They're pushed to a corner. They're out of bullets. She's like, "Fuck! What do I do? I can only use this thing, and I'll probably paint, like pass out if I use it." So then okay. she kind of had to at that point, right? Yeah, that's like, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Like, yeah, but that's, that's yeah, cool. that's like, that's why we're saying one, it's not earned, and two, she it's done in a way that the plot asks like like it's not like. It's not done for this, like, it's not done for the um, consequence of the actions and the story. Mm. I'm just trying to imagine a scenario where she would kind of have to, like, how do you no, earn that? Like, like, okay, okay, let me put it like this. The, the, I don't think we're talking no... about why it isn't, it's just that our opinion is that it's just as underwhelming. Like, sure, you can talk about how, oh, this is, but we're, not, we're not trying to attack it, okay? We're just saying that we just feel like it's underwhelming and... Yeah. I mean, I agree it's underwhelming. I just don't agree that's not earned. Like, as in, I don't know how you earned that. Like, how do you earn powers on yeah, the screen why, anyway? Why wasn't she using her powers at all in, like, Okay, so now? we see it. Like, okay, so we see it. She passes out after she uses it. Yeah, but, like, why didn't she use it yesterday? Like, why hasn't she, she have... used it? And why hasn't she used her power in other scenarios so that uh, her, like, off-camera, so that her strength would no, increase over time? time. And and there's probably some resentment because no, oh, look, because her she's mother. Said, died. She's, yeah, and we know we know her mother. Died. Yeah, so she and we know says her mother died she, yeah. Place, right? So how did she overcome the trauma of her mother's death? I, this was literally a life or death scenario, right here. Yeah, that's that's the convenient part. That's what we are saying. Yeah, it, like she's convenient. just I mean, like let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. If someone has a trauma, they don't overcome it because of life and death scenario. Like hmm. even if hundred percent they would. No, like that's hello? not how it works. I mean, that's not how trauma works. Yeah, but the way she did it, she it wasn't like she overcame the trauma of her mother's death. 
she, the way she did it was like, okay, if I don't do this, th- there are both sides of this. Again, we can agree to disagree again, guys. But it's like literally, you liked it, sure, you pulled it out. For me, it was like, ah, I'm a bit cringy. Came out all oh, last second. They walk out like everything's fine, get shot and get all, all the shots missed. But whenever they shoot, they get hit. Yeah. Fine. Now she's pulled out this power of nowhere, even though we know. Uh, you know, we know Black Canary has this. It's already been hinted at, but it's just, oh, let's pull it out at the last second. Ah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Everything's sold. It just felt like, ah, it's, it's taking a shortcut. You know, we um, just, it, it is how it is. We can agree to disagree. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it is underwhelming. And uh, whether or not I liked it, whatever, I just, I feel like it's, it's a kind of a weird stance to take. I mean, I can see why you wouldn't like it, to be fair. And perhaps there wasn't other scenario where she could have used it in the film. I mean, they they gave they gave they gave a, a it is a legitimate point. They are backed into a corner, and they are this is the time where they but have the to use time, it. It's all up to her. One, they could have gone back inside and then fight them the, the exact way they've been fighting them. Um, two, they could have gone back inside and grabbed guns because the guns well, they are... can't go back inside because Cassie's been kidnapped. Okay, so that's like, why. That's... Yeah, exactly. So she's not pushing the corner because they're shooting them. She's doing it so that Harley would get a push in the roller coaster. And it's well, like also around them, right? Like they, they all have guns and whatnot. And she said she knows what her voice can do to everyone around. Yeah, them. but she stepped outside and screamed, and none, of, like nobody shot her. while like before she screamed? So like you can already make the assumption that they would have been fine. Yeah, you can make the that the values are kind of being dumb about it, but I don't, I don't think the screams kind of like I don't think the emphasis on the screaming part, like Canary using her powers. Yeah, but that's my point, that she needed to use her powers because of the plot, not because she worked for it, if that makes well, sense. Uh, you, know, you can make the argument for anything, like anything in the movie happens because of the plot, right? Yeah, a lot of the stuff happens because of the it's plot, not how, because... But yeah, if you want a good so. movie, you know, you can yeah. you can say these kind of criticisms, right? Uh, this would have been better if they made her power use rather than be so blatant be something more uh, subtle or something like that because it's still a development or anything you know it's just that when you critique it it's like um, it, it seems a bit off-putting seems a bit underwhelming sure 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 I agree um, oh, okay I mean, I mean I'll concede 100% it was slightly underwhelming to watch her use her powers like that um, just because of like the impact it had around the scenario so told you she had a killer voice um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. that um, was a good one yeah Harley chases the, the the car after like where Cassie's inside. She gets bumped by a car. Huntress is on her motorcycle. She goes, "You need a ride." Chase, chase, chase. The car crashes by some dock, and Harley has one bullet left in her gun, and she doesn't know where the, she, she, she like. It's really foggy. There's a bunch of silhouettes, and then she shoots on a fake target. Hey, can I just talk about the roller coaster chase? Yeah. Oh, you mean the roller skates? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. When she screams and she goes on the roller skates, I was like. Everyone else somehow gets flown back, knocked out, but she covers her ears and goes onto the screen and uses it as some kind of sonic boom. Uh, that I didn't mind as much as I I minded the fact that she's been she's chasing with roller skates. Yeah, yeah she's that's chasing a car with roller skates. <laughs> roller skates. Oh, but... the force that we saw wasn't strong enough to catch up with like 50 miles per hour of that a car can take and even if she does that roller skate would have broken by now wait was she not using the huntress to catch up to the car like initially yeah, she, huntress came initially in. she was going and then she caught up with the first car and then by the way her beating up those guys was so comical yeah it was just so wrong it didn't felt like a fight it was like 
it's as if like I think yeah, I think I just giving the fighting. But then and then and then she jumps out of the car and the huntress comes with a bike and goes like whip me and then she does the whole thing. Even then, huntress had to go he had to catch up with the car. And naturally, when you drive away with a car, I can tell you from experience as a driver, normally when I'm driving, I like to drive as fast as I can. So <laughs> when I'm running away from somebody, trust me, I'm going to drive twice as fast as I can. So I'll be hitting like 50, maybe 70 miles per hour in that little area. I don't think her roller skates would be like capable to put up with that much speed. I think it would have yeah, break down by agree. then. Typically, roller skates. Are, I mean, I, I did skating before, but it, it's if you're going at such high that kind of fast speeds, the bearings kind of give, or even the it, it starts to rotate so bad fast, and I don't think the oil for that would be the oil would burn and everything, and it, it, you'd even see like the deformations inside the wheel. I think so. It would be it's it's cool. It's cool. But it then is, at the same time, you you could bring in the argument that this is. A, a story that's being told from a Harley Quinn perspective. So she might be overdramatizing stuff that didn't happen. So it could be mm-hmm. that she basically chased chased them with Huntress, but she told the story in a way that she's been using the roller coasters. But actually, they've been just chasing with a motorcycle or something. That's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm just listening to two dudes talk about the physics of a roller skate. <laughs> like in a world where it's but... <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I get it. Yeah, but it's just you like. There's only so much we can take before we're like, oh yeah, superhero. Oh yeah, of course, but yeah, oh, plot armor. Roller skates, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just roller skates chasing car. You just like, God damn it! Yeah, I'm not hell? saying. No, I'm just saying. I, I was not impressed. I, like, I know this scene was supposed to make me impressed, but I wasn't. I was I just like, it's fine. like uh, when I, when me watching the scene, I can, just in, in general, just I mean, I've watched Fast and Furious and I've watched a bunch of car movies. A chasing doesn't really excite me as much anymore. So I'm just like, okay, this is just to get from A to B. Yeah, uh, just yeah, to- yeah, that's exactly it. It's just get yeah. from point A to B. I mean, I'm glad that we got. I think the maybe the only justification was it would have just been kind of boring to see Harley Quinn just hijack a car and chase the car again in another chase yeah, scene. So I, guess, yeah. I can respect that. Like they got the motorcycle and there's yeah, some yeah, tension yeah. with her on the roller skates. There's some fragility there, so I can kind of understand that decision making. Maybe if it doesn't even add up physically, it makes for a better story for me at least. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still like. I'm not saying like, oh, this was a bad move. I'm just saying like, can we talk yeah, about it a little bit? Yeah, like this just doesn't make sense. But okay, uh, yeah, so, yeah. I agree with Derry. It's A to B. It's yeah. just uh, yeah, tricks. It looks good. Like you said, you could use that reasoning. Yeah, they it's told in her point of view. In actual truth, she could, was riding a motorcycle, but it's like, yeah, I went on my roller skates because you know all that roller derby I did that there paid off finally, and I got through it. Uh, it's also a unique way of getting from point A to B, so I can respect that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Holly shoots a silhouette. It's the wrong silhouette. And then, because uh, she had some really cool speech, I forgot what speech she had. Well, it was meant to be like this final speech of, haha, I got you now, in the foggy area. And then, you know, uh, Rome is laughing at her, like, haha, that was so embarrassing. Uh, you, you think you can beat me? You're a fucking moron. <laughs> and then she apologizes to Cassie. That was forced. This bit was really forced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel genuine, uh, the yeah. apology. Oops. I think the acting of Margot Robbie, um, like, she's really selling Harley Quinn, but it's like when you get to, like, when you try and take her seriously, it's hard because of. 
It's hardcore. I think the writing was bad. That's it. Yeah, yeah. it's hardcore because earlier on, like when she was upset about the breakup, it was visible. Like I could, I'd believe it. Like it was good acting for me. But yeah, this part, like when she's apologizing to Cassie, I don't know what part of her art kind of meant, like kind of forced her to, apart from the fact that she acknowledges she betrayed her and then she tries to protect Cassie. She sees like a little girl that she has to protect in a really bad world but in any case yeah, she apologizes to cassie and then cassie's like look if we're apologizing i should apologize too i stole something i took your ring <laughs> which is the like end part of the grenade uh harley picks up on this kicks rome off the uh the ledge of the bridge thing and then he kind of like blows up into two chunks that's his death i guess yeah i didn't like that i don't know what i mean it's I didn't really need anything like more spectacular for his death. No, no, so no, I was no. Like, like I didn't like that he died. Wait, what, uh, also, what, is it like, as in we won't get him again, or just yeah, like uh, uh, we are not ever gonna see Ian McGuire play Black Mask. That's such a waste. I think that's fine. Because the thing is, with these movies, I feel like they're semi-limited anyway. I'd want them to just have a new villain. Because I feel like if Ian McGuire comes back, it'll be in a small role anyway. If he does ever come back, you know. Yeah, McGregor's a good actor. And, and Wish... how do you make a big mob boss like a, a minor... Like, how do you prevent him from ever killing Holly again, you know? Like, she, he would either have to die, or, would have to, or he would have to be subservient to her, right? He, he, has to, he has to build his empire from scratch again, right? And then have, like... He, he, he still has his connections, though. Like, he wouldn't have to do it from scratch. No, he would, because he needs to pretend that he's dead. So he has to create a whole new identity, and there's a like from beginning and I mean, then has it have it have it so that he's going against other villains i mean i think we're asking for too much here from like a yeah, one shot film like, that he just died and like we got this short story you know like i'm, I'm no. okay with it. i i i would lo- i would love super villains to have more time like you know how some people in the marvel universe like the villains got killed super easily when there could be a lot more to them like, I, I still feel yeah, like yeah, I agree that with that. this one too i 100 agree but i think in this film it's just whatever for me like i i got a fun character and yeah, i don't yeah, want to have hit girl syndrome you know like we're in kick-ass we like hit girl and it's kick-ass one but then when we got more of her in kick-ass two her plot her storyline started granted but it was just like okay the novelty is gone of this character i get it you know yeah, no, I I don't disagree with that. It's just, uh, no, it, it's how it is. How I would take it is that, sure, it's just like a one-liner or anything like that, but you know, I'd love to have seen more of the character, you know, more of it, yeah. uh, of more of just some other way that you can try and take it. I'm not sure. You could have been arrested and then joined the Suicide Squad. There you go. Hmm. Say again? He could have been arrested and then joined the Suicide Squad. Yeah, could have could, anything. It's just, you know, it, it, it's and the and the, I, I I forgot to say, but you know, the grenade or oh, took your ring and blew up. Uh, like he just died out of nowhere, and it's just this doesn't feel. It's just a story. It's just a story. All of a sudden, you just realize, oh, this is just a story yeah. where yeah, uh, I the, think the villain just wins. Not the villain, Mar- um, Harley Quinn just wins. Yeah, the hero just wins. Just dies because of that. There's no. No, there's no plot line like, oh, I wanted everyone to realize how bad society was, or ah, oh, this or that. Oh, it's just that, the guy's Harley power hungry. Story, yeah. that, would that ever be Harley Quinn's story? Yeah, it wouldn't like, be. Yeah. It wouldn't oh, be. Yeah, this, no, is, no, this guy's no, just power yeah. hungry, isn't it? He's just power hungry. He's got this and that. 
Yeah. It's fair. I think you know he he committed a lot of cardinal sins in this film. A, a character like this kind of has to go. As much as like he he's to, fun yeah. to watch, like he's kind of a asshole. And I feel like it's kind of. But how do you? How does he go? Like how do you want him yeah. to go? And it's you know I'm just gonna pull a grenade, see him get blown into R-rated, you know, blown into psh, into the bay. Damn. And I'm like mm. exactly whatever. Yeah. I, I yeah maybe that was gonna be better. At this point, I don't really care too much. Yeah. I I don't mind how he goes. I feel like we could have had a little bit more of him in something else, and then have yeah. him gone. He was fun. He was fun to watch, and yeah, it is a shame we probably won't get him again. But I guess that's just a testament to Ewan McGregor's like really great job and in, in this role. Yeah, hundred um, percent. He literally left us wanting more. And Hell, Ewan McGregor was so good. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd rather so be left good. wanting more than being like, okay, you know what? I've had enough. Oh, that that uh, scene! What you know? Remember when you mentioned that scene where uh, Zaz licks Harley's face? I was like, "Oh, you like yes, that guy." I don't know if he, if that was even in the script, but like, he really sold creepy, yeah, might, yeah. weird, and de- delusional and psychopathic. The, the acting in this movie was really good. It was really oh, fun, but yeah, I yeah. say uh, the girls are having drinks, they're bonding. It's a good old pork time. Um, you can tell Huntress is kind of like a social outcast because I guess that's what happens when you train to be an assassin and your family's killed. So then, yeah, finally, Cassie has to use the bathroom, and Holly is summoned to bring the colander to get the diamond, I guess. And then the remaining three who are left over, um, Detective Montoya, Canary, and Huntress, they're like talking about forming a, a team. Because they're like good together. We hear Harley and Cassie take Canary's car and they just drive away, right? And so now Harley's talking to the audience, telling us, hey, Montoya's boss picked up the gang that was left at um, Amusement Mile and took credit for all the work again. And that was just enough of the kick in the balls that she needed to quit. And now she joined the Canary. So she joined Canary and she joined Huntress to form the Birds of Prey. Huntress got the money that was rightfully hers to fund her crime fighting Googly Gang. And then Harley saw the rock for like a bit of money and now she has a new card that says badass motherfucker i think what do you Bruce. think of birds of prey um costumes that's yes, whatever I, I don't really care i, it's, I don't really what? care Why, hmm. what, what did you guys think i hated it I, <laughs> it looked it looked so cheap it looked like any way of it, yeah. it, it looked like um something you can buy from sports direct was it latex or was it what was it like? I, I no, forget. it wasn't latex. It was like uh, just like shiny, shiny leathery. No, like tracksuits. There we go. Was it actually? Oh, okay, cool. I it mean, it's I... like tracksuits, but uh, like it, it was glittered. Like think of it like that. It wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah their 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 costumes weren't like. <laughs> it was not a superhero. costume. It wasn't a superhero. Sure. Like like I guess again, like you said, Diri, we're we're being we're being spoiled already with everyone else's costumes that we've already oh, seen in the universe. Yeah, I don't think that goes there though. Yeah, you see the costumes. She gets so much money from the diamond uh, bank account stuff. Yeah, and they are they are putting it into crime fighting, and they didn't even bother building a suit. Like, the suit that Huntress had before this was much more badass than this. Like, yeah. Much more practical. What much more, yeah, like, uh, Deadpool. Deadpool has already iconic suit, but at least, you know, made of leather, it's red, blah, 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 you know, you know, you say, that's a cool suit. Double swords at the back. You see their suits, they're, you know, showing, it's just, it could have been so much more, like you said, cheap. I'm Could looking at them again, yeah. actually, the suits. Yeah, they're nothing too crazy. I, I mean, I like the color coordination. They have a unique take on each of their looks. But yeah, no, it's uh, it looks bloodproof, you know. I think <laughs> bloodproof. Like I think, uh, what was it? It was uh, Huntress. Looks like she was in a tracksuit. 
And, the mask uh, is a bit of a weird touch. I think like the eye mask is a bit of a weird one, but I guess. Oh no, that's really cool. Actually, you know, so the mask kind of is like glasses, and she. Oh, no. Okay, I, I didn't really mind too much. I think it was fine. Actually, now looking back at it, but I can understand if you have some grievances towards them. Like yeah, for a movie that has Birds of Prey as, as a title, and we are not getting Birds of Prey until the end of the credit, and the Birds of Prey as a team that we get, we don't even get them in a proper suit. I think I, I don't if they didn't do the suit it'd been fine. If they didn't do the epilogue, yeah. I think it would have been fine. But having the yeah. epilogue, having them in these kind of clothes already is just you're just like, oh, oh, this is how they're dressing now. You have you have you look like yeah. Batgirl because of that. Not even like, and... like like a fan Batgirl. Not even like yeah. a proper Batgirl. It's a I guess they didn't spend too much time trying to like do their costumes but like if they didn't include this epilogue of how they were fighting crime like this in it, it would have i think it would have been so much like more cheated though right like they would have been like oh so this movie is called birds of prey but we don't get to see them as the birds of prey you know you could have seen them do it in certain different ways but from from like that way i was like we didn't or, or we didn't even need to see their what they're wearing what did what they look like we could have seen just their shadows of fighting oh it, it could have been done in cooler, different actually, ways yeah, yeah. yeah it could have been done yeah in shadows or even like with what well, crossbow killer you know just see see yeah. a crossbow in some dead guy's head or yeah, see back yeah. to Neri just like to their Using... credit, it, it does look functional, though. Like, the outfits do look functional, which is what I'll give them credit for. But, yeah, no, I don't really feel too... I mean, if you hate them, cool. I, I don't really have any which way. I don't love them. I don't really I don't really care, I guess. Yeah. I find it... Yeah, but that's a moment that you should make it look cool. Um, I can understand why they didn't do it, though, because it's literally for end of the movie, and they would have to spend so much money just to make costumes for, what, like, one shot. Yeah, probably. Um, in terms yeah. of financial, it doesn't make sense, so I can... I get it. But for a movie perspective, for a guy, for for like fans' perspective, for us as a viewer's perspective, that's just lazy work. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I he, Harley Quinn's costume is like she's always got something cool. Yeah, wearing everything. But that's I mean, it's like it's like Suicide Squad. Most screen time and most money goes into the main character. Which True. I mean, I'm not saying not saying that Deadshot was the main character but you know it's just that i guess uh, what was it will smith made a made a little bit of a tantrum about i need most of the time or whatever i, I don't know either way it's just most of the money goes into that and most of the screen time goes into that and those side characters didn't get as much so uh, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah we end up the movie now cassie uh is now harley's little protege because she's been taken in and they have the egg sandwich together and then the film's finished right uh, i don't know if there was a post credit um, I forget. Um, no, it's just Harley saying like, "Oh, do you guys want to know a secret? Um, Batman is." And then oh, right. Yeah, um, and then that's yeah, that's pretty much the whole movie. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I think this is the one we felt. I really wish Victor was here for this one. This was kind of a polarizing one where we were kind of just back and forth about it. Yeah, this one was like it's so rare for us to be. So on opposite of the yeah. Uh, what do you think, Victor? Uh, Victor, wow, Victor. wow, we miss him so much. Uh, God, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. This is this is like when you. I can be your Victor. exes. Yeah, it's okay. I can be your Victor. It's all right. <laughs> I knew this relationship was never gonna end well anyway. Just 
keep using it. No, I'm just emotionally starved at this point. Just, just give it to me. <laughs> um, what I thought of it so much. Yeah, it's just like everything's victim now. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, what I thought of it, I don't know. It, it, it's better than the. Um, yeah, you know what? After saying it's a little bit better than than uh, Captain Marvel, I'm just like, oh. But then again, I'm just trying to look at all these flaws now. And R-rated compared to their compared to the PG-13 or 12 uh, Captain Marvel. Ooh. All right. As a synopsis, yeah, I'd say the music. Pardon? You mean Shazam, right? Shazam. Sorry, not Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Captain Marvel like... is the original name. I figured that. Yeah, music was really good. Uh, Storyline was. Yeah. <laughs> Acting was really good. Oh, it, like I said, discombobulated, got pushed out at times. You know, you just you get pulled from somewhere to another at times. You got a lot of like little holes that you see from then and there. And the scenes, a lot of the, for me, the scenes just felt really, the fight scenes were super forced. And it wasn't actually, and like, I, I agree with her, Deary, the CG was actually like, it wasn't, it was really good. It was nice. I mean, it's not like you're, it's not like two overpowered superhero fights. It's literally like minimal CG where it's just like explosions and stuff like that. So that is pretty cool. And I didn't feel any, like, uh, between all the CGs, I don't think I remember seeing anything that looked CG wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As for humor, I don't know, actually. I, did I, Did you laugh a lot in throughout this movie? Because I, I don't think I went through this movie laughing oh. a lot. In I private, giggled like, a lot. Yeah, so, the, like, um, when I watched it in theaters, it was, it was literally only me and my friend in the theater at that time. Because this was just literally before lockdown. But when I watched it again today, I was just cracking up. Uh, every like every time you and McGregor was on the screen, I was just losing it. Hmm. Like hysterically, or just like haha. No, I was like hysterically. Hysterical. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple giggles, but it wasn't something that you know it just brings out. Like, oh, I think it's also the tone, not the tone. Sorry, but like because of the the worst you know when you see what the villains have done and what they've done and everything like that and you try and laugh at the movie for me it's hard to laugh when i know how much of a piece of shit's inside the movie mm. you, know, you just go like oh yeah that's that's kind of funny yeah then you just realize yeah but he got her that family got wept oh <laughs> should i be laughing i don't know <laughs> but either way it, it's it's good I don't know. Do you want me to give you give a rating? Is is yeah, yeah, right yeah, now? Can, yeah. So do you, if you remember what you gave Shazam, like oh, I, don't I think it was like a six, six, six yeah, something. Solid six. Solid six. This this is a. Did he die? Six six point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I went I quiet. Because like, oh, <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm, I'm reading the reading my thoughts and thinking if that's a six and if I compare this to this and I feel like it is a little bit better it's a little bit better than shazam ah six six point eight six point six okay well i have 10 okay nice uh so how many should i go first or do you want to go first i i feel like um, i'm i'm definitely like on the positive side so it depends yeah, on how you end it um yeah let, let me go first so we can okay, cool. positive note. i think i think the acting was brilliant margaret robbie is i think is one of the best casts in dc for the character she's representing i think montaya i don't know why they went for an old choice <laughs> i don't know why she had to be so old like her character is supposed to be 28 and um, 28 years old 
And I was looking forward for someone that I can relate to. And then she was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is DC mocking me and calling me old? No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the Huntress cast was really good. I know you were really excited for this. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, um, cast, again, I don't, I don't, I, I'm okay with the fact that she's uh, just a normie person who is trying to grow up as an orphan who is in a foster parental house and they're not taking care of her which makes sense because she's in Gotham but I wanted her to either become mute or I wanted her to be a little bit more on a darker spectrum than a happy goofy ending that she got. I don't know why I wanted that, but I wanted that for her. The music was brilliant. I think the music choice was great. The visuals was great. The explosion, I, I, it's one of my favorite scenes. The fighting, I have a, so all the fightings were good except the last fight. We talked about it. What else? Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Sometimes the characters were doing things or were their um, speech pattern start to change halfway through the film. So for example, Black Canary was very serious throughout the whole movie, except when she was at the end. At the end, she stopped picking up a fight with Huntress for no reason. And she was, like, mucking her. Like, Huntress was saying, like, oh, this is not a bow. It was a bow, crossbow? It was crossbow. No, it's, yeah. not, it's not a bow, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a crossbow, yeah. She was like, this is not a bow. And then she was like, ooh, so, so much rage. And she was like, I'm not angry. Like, ooh, look at this one. And start like, mucking her. And I was like, what? Where did this come from? Yeah, it's kind like, of a weird very um, straightforward. And again, I, she did that at the end as well when they were talking. Oh, she does that, doesn't she? And I was like, wait, what, why is she speaking like this? Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> that was actually out of, no, out of nowhere. I, I, I giggled, but I was like, this is kind of confusing, kind of human. Yeah, thing. like her character didn't exactly stay con- um, continual. The story, I had a huge problem with. Some of the parts of the story was really good. Some of them was just, it's happening because plot armor or because the plot needs them to go from this position to that position. It's like some of the stuff was very lazy work, like writing, but some of the other stuff was like super cool. Like the way they managed to gather everyone into one location, I really liked how they did that. The way the villain was done it was really well done. I really enjoyed that. But some of the other stuff we argued about. Overall, I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's as bad. As, like, a lot of people give it a one. I don't think it's as bad as, like, <sighs> yeah, like, no, it's not that bad. And um, we were saying this when uh, we got cut off. I don't know if you like, I don't know if I'm going to cut that bit out and bring it here, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, again. honestly, yeah. Because yeah, you guys were going off and it was pretty great. Yeah. We were saying how we both agreed this, that I like how this movie was a female empowerment movie and it wasn't in your face. One of the examples I brought was in the Charlie's Angel. That movie, the fact that it's female empowerment is in your face because every male character is the villain. There is no good male character in that movie. Even Charlie? Like in the film? Not Charlie yeah. Here, but... even, like, oh, really? Okay. The plot twist, Charlie is the bad guy. Like, it, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> like, the whole movie is pretty badly done. 
and it didn't do well in the cinema it didn't do good in box office international and nowhere and when it came out everyone was like oh okay whatever but in this movie I think they did it like you can't say all males were evil uh, I brought Sal as an example Sal is probably everybody's favorite male character in this movie <laughs> like I want to meet Sal <laughs> Yeah, I want him to make my uh, sandwiches, yeah. Yeah, I want him to make my breakfast every morning. But my point is, it's very good at making an empowerment movie without shoving it in our face. And there was a lot of elements in it that they normalized it without making it too big. Like, for example, Montoya's ex, making her relationship just like that. They didn't go like, oh my god, she's part of the LGBTQ plus society. <gasps> That's why she didn't manage to get her roles. And no, the other guy just took the credit. That's why. And that's just such a normalized thing. And I was like, yeah, like, I, I get that. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I, that was that was one of the very good things about this movie. But overall, it was a very enjoyable movie. But not as much as I enjoyed some of the other ones. I don't think it's as bad as um, Suicide Squad, for sure. Oh my god. (laughs) Definitely not. To this day, it was our second lowest rated movie. But I don't think it's as good as BVS. Interesting, okay. So, uh, what's that out of 10? I would give it 6.5. Oh, nice. Solid. 6.6? Oh, wait, did you give it 6.6? Yeah, I said 6.8. No, 6.6. But I think 6.6. All right. Okay, so I guess I'm going last there. Um, Where to begin? So, okay. I always find it interesting talking about this film with anyone, really. Because majority of the time, today's conversations in any kind of female-led movie is like, oh, is the market ready for that? Or is this a good film, right? I remember walking into Captain Marvel and just having the opinion, because that was also another female-led superhero film, thinking this movie wasn't really necessary. You know, I enjoyed it. Fine. It did a good job. It was like another Doctor Strange film, right? So it was like another Marvel origin where Doctor Strange, I didn't really care for Doctor Strange that much. Um, hot take. Same kind of thing for Ant-Man. Ant-Man was a fun time, but I didn't really feel any level of attachment to it. Um, and the same thing happened with Captain Marvel, right? Where, And it might, it might have just been like, hey, uh, Captain Marvel came after Infinity War, and everyone was saying, you have to watch this film before you watch Endgame, making us think that she was going to be some really big character in Endgame only for that to not pay off as much as we wanted it to. So I do have my opinions about that, but I feel like I can separate them entirely with this, where I watched this film, and maybe you guys might disagree with me, but I feel like this is the most comic book DCEU film that I've watched. Like, it feels like it's straight out of a Harley Quinn spin-off comic. In terms of its stylization, in terms of its narration style, in terms of its structure even. In terms of directing, it was fine. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I was blown away entirely by anything. But uh, screenplay-wise, it's hot and cold. At some points, it was on the ball, and at other points, it just felt like it was, like we've been saying throughout the whole time, discombobulated. And I don't know if that's a testament to how Harley Quinn's mind is meant to be. Uh, I don't know if it goes that deep as, hey, Harley Quinn's discombobulated, so let's now make our plot as discombobulated as she tells us what happened. That'd be terrible directing, in my opinion, if they did it like that. Oh, unless they did it really well, then I'd be like, wow, this is so good. But because they did it so badly, I'm just going like, that's terrible directing. I mean, I've said it a bajillion times, one of my favorite films of all time is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, and this film is in very much the same vein. A lot similar to that, actually. It's um, very stylized, very unique in the way it approaches 
how visuals look in the film. Every time you see the grievances and a character that Harley Quinn has annoyed, um, it felt very video gamey, and it's kind of what I wish Suicide Squad was. Ewan McGregor was amazing. <laughs> I think like, we can all uh, agree. Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is the one that I keep thinking like he sounds. He goes crazy. He goes weird. He, it's just good. He's it's good. Up, and he he put in. Way- Why isn't he in more things? Yeah, honestly, yeah, he he pop he put in way more work than I feel like he should have. Why does Hollywood's typecast? Why can't they just keep a character that's good at act? Oh. He 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 did. I think way more than he could have done for this role. And like. He, his character was just so fun to watch. His dynamic with Zaz as well. I understand that there were some gripes um, about how Zaz was handled as well. And even with Black Mask as well, generally. Because I know in the comics and in the source materials, they're a lot more nefarious and evil. So I'm glad to see this kind of weird take. Just because I feel like we, we can get a comic-accurate Black Mask and comic-accurate Zaz at a later point, And it might even just be boring. This was actually fun and new and unique for me. Yeah, no, Ewan McGregor was one of the best things, if not the best thing about this film for me. Margot Robbie's performance was great. I didn't really care too much about the other characters that much. I will say that uh, to counter the point that Hammy made earlier um, about Detective Montoya being so old, we already have young other actresses, and I and I guess this film is meant to like. There's some diversity quota that doesn't have to be reached tongue in cheek, but like it does show that hey, badasses can exist of all ages, right? Where if you're allowed to have a Tony Stark who's in his 40s and 50s doing awesome things, I think it's fair to say you're allowed to have a badass woman of that age doing things. So because we don't really have that in the DCEU so far that's just my opinion though soundtrack awesome yeah i don't know if there's i feel like i'm missing out on something i remember just for the past few weeks i've just been trying to figure out where exactly i'm going to place this film just because i did like it so much just uh, well mainly also because i don't think it does anything too egregious compared to everything else we've seen from dc And that, I love it. Yeah. It's like, compared to everything else. Uh... <laughs> right. I mean, even just in general, like from a film perspective, right? Like it, we, we jump in and I don't feel like we stayed in for just too, like, I know some of these films drag out for too long, maybe 10, 15 minutes too long, but like overall it was just fine. Like I feel like I came into this film and I don't know what I wanted and I left. Felt long for me. Overall, yeah. So score wise, I had to like go systematically one by one, right? From lowest to top, what did I think, right? So I think my lowest so far was Suicide Squad, definitely better than Suicide Squad. Uh, Justice League, definitely better than Justice League for me. And then I think afterwards, it's BVS that I had. I feel like this is better than BVS. And then we get to what was next? Aquaman? Aquaman. I think this is better than Aquaman too. Wow. Then we get to Wonder, Wonder Woman, right? I feel like it's better than Wonder Woman. Dude. <laughs> okay. Shazam. So, so then we get to my favorite film so far of the DCE, which is. Man of Steel, right? Wait, you thought you thought this was better than Shazam? Yeah, I thought. Yeah, well, just generally because it was more smooth cut, like as in there wasn't too much fat compared to Shazam, and I, I I enjoyed the villain more and I enjoyed the main protagonist more. Like there was more characters to enjoy than there was in. Shazam. No, 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 I was just uh, like I didn't hear you. That's why I was asking. I oh, wasn't... fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Because even Zaz, like, it's very rare that you see a film where the supporting actors and the side characters are really entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, and I was just there for the ride. I don't feel like I'd have a hard time rewatching this film again, personally. That being said, Man of Steel versus this, it, I've been racking my brain over this one for a very, very long time. And as much as I prefer Man of Steel, like I, I enjoy Man of Steel a lot. <laughs> I, I might just have to put this at number one for me so far. <laughs> just because of what it accomplished for me and how concise it is and how it just feels like it did its job. Like this movie wasn't trying to do anything else. It wasn't trying to like be in your face about certain issues. The villain was 
good. The protagonists were good. The storyline, yeah, discombobulated here and there. But Man of Steel, I feel like, had way more egregious sins than this anyway. Just in terms of how, like, sometimes the story was hard, sometimes the story was cold. And my attachment to Clark, the main protagonist of the film, wasn't so high. Yeah, but that's because we had a more we had more movies with Margaret Robbie than yeah. I mean, even then, I feel like even as a standalone, this film like if this was the first film I watched, I'd have more attachment to her than I would have to Clark. Because for the longest time, Clark was a like if you have a very boring main protagonist, it's gonna be boring the whole film. Like this is the guy who's meant to be carrying your film, and a lot of the times I can understand Man of Steel being somewhat of a boring film because it's monotonous, it's not fun for the eyes. Um, the directing is like cool, but it's not like mind-blowing, right? Zack Snyder, please don't kill me. I love your work. Yeah, so this film, Man of Steel, I gave a 7.8, right? This film, 7.9? 8? I'll say 7.9. 7.9 out of 10. Just beating out Man of Steel, I think, for me at least. Wow, so different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. And it feels uh. very weird being positive on this podcast for once. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, it, 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 this film just did so much right for me. And I, and I, and I feel like... Um, I could go, like, we honestly got the discussions we're having, or semi-arguments, or what have you, I feel like I could have them forever about this film, like, just in terms of, like, film 101, and what I studied in media, like, what I've seen in terms of how writers approach certain things, and, like, how other films have done things wrong, all right, this film just did it for me, so yeah, this film is going at number one on the DCEU list for me so far. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so far away I'll from take, well, I'll take. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, Charlie, in less in in the list of let's say between all the movies in DC EU, where would you put Birds of Prey? Uh. Like, it's obviously above Shazam, but what is it below of? What's better than this? Oh, I I think Wonder Woman is better than Birds of Prey, and oh. I think this is actually hilarious. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just think of Wonder Woman again. I just I just going by it by how much how excited I was with it. Yeah, I don't remember all the movie except for the end with the villain coming out. I'm just like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, I think Wonder Woman kept a. a I think Wonder Woman is better than Birds of Prey. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I have to. I have to go through the movie again. But initially, Wonder Woman sounds better than Birds of Prey. Aquaman. I haven't seen Aquaman yet. Podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know I if any other film has broke the podcast as much as this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll take four. Like, I'm actually trying to figure out where we would put it in our list. No, we can count and... the and when when Victor comes back, I guess as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. Batman vs Superman. I've seen Batman vs Superman and I hated it, so I think it's not as worse than Birds of Prey. Uh, Suicide Squad is definitely worse than Birds of Prey. You know what? I think it back actually. I say it's an eight out of ten. Sorry, I, I thought about it a bit more. I think it's an eight out of ten, not a seven point nine. <laughs> Man of Steel. I, I, I think Man of Steel is actually a pretty. Oh, hold on. Let, let me think of Man of Steel one more time. It's so. The some of it is just so forced and like, oh, I can't save you from the tornado because I have to, you know, keep you secret. Blah blah blah. And I'm just in my mind, just going, man, this is some way to teach your son not to show his powers in face of your death. It just sounds like you're depressed and you don't want him saving you because you just want to die inside. A little bit below, maybe a little bit below Birds of Prey. 
Justice League? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to worry about that. One. <laughs> down, down there. Don't worry yeah, about I would say one. like, um, yeah. It, it um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change mine as well. I'm gonna give it like extra 0.5. I, oh, I was thinking about BVS. Oh god. And I was thinking about how much I get. I gave BVS 6.7, and I was thinking about no, this, this is a little bit better than BVS. I, I yeah, BVS is lower than. Better pray for me, so I'm like, ah, nah, it's just, nah, I'm off. You know, all the other parts that they just like ruined it. This is so much, so much that ruined it. Like, you know, you got small things, small mistakes are bad. Big mistakes where it's just like, this is the character we're looking at. This is the character. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. I was telling Charlie earlier how Birds of Prey has a lot of tiny mistakes. Yeah, character and it's the. It, it, it's the tiny mistakes that adds up together that makes this movie not so great mm. for me at least That's uh, fair, but yeah. bvs has a few big mistakes glaring glaring like it's, it's yeah. really yeah, cool like it's, a lot of the action it was really cool like really cool but oh man some of it you just you just kind of gotta go this is what we're dealing with here it's not something like I, you don't feel invested in because it's just I mean, I, don't, I didn't feel invested in those characters because of how dumb it was at some points. I can't really wait for, until we do a retrospective look at the DCEU once we're done with this because there's a lot we can like talk about. I feel like that might be the longest cast after we finish all this. Yeah. We should, uh, do, you think, uh, do you think we should invite all the guests? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. And bring all of them. That would be the biggest episode. The biggest crossover event of all time. I'd have to watch yeah. through all the movies, but yeah. Um, <laughs> if I watch through all the movies again, then maybe you might see a couple of changes. Uh, Aquaman, I haven't watched whatsoever yet, so I don't know where. You know, it I, goes. I would say Aquaman is worth the watch. Aquaman is yeah. worth the watch. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Because you know, you, everyone likes a nice super, like a start, like origin or start one. You know, the first movie has to like give it a good backup. Yeah, you know? yeah. Aquaman, Aquaman does a really good job at, at being a hero's journey, and yeah. it at the moments that it needs to give you the goosebump, it does that. Yeah. Yeah. My man. In any case, yeah, that's much it for Harley Quinn's movie, uh, Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, that just leaves now Wonder Woman 84, right? Yes, it does. And hopefully that will be out by next week. I know the Snyder Cut is coming out on 18th, which is coming in. How are you guys watching that? Probably gonna watch it over Discord. Are they releasing it all in one go? I believe so. Yes. Oh God, I thought it would be like a one per week kind of thing. You, you know, a movie is no. so good when you actually sit in silence and you just you can't talk about. It. You have to sit in silence and you just don't. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the Snyder Cut is that movie where you have to sit in silence because you just, you just don't know how you're absorbing, feeling. Absorbing. Yeah. You're yeah. just absorbing everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was, was me for Joker. That was for me. That was me for Joker. That was like a. <sighs> Wow, but <laughs> hunka hunka. I think uh, <laughs> for that. Then in that case, if um, I'm really gonna talk about it some like after the podcast. But yeah, anyways, yeah. What do we need for next week? I'm ready. I've heard bad things about this one. Oh, we can rip it into parts. Yeah, I, um, I want to watch it too. I haven't watched it too. Don't watch it. If you love <laughs> yourself, don't watch it. <laughs> uh, or. Just wait for our episode of our review episode, and then yeah, it's it after that. Review, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so where can everybody find you, Charlie? You can find me on Instagram, Sun Sun Sue. That's S U N S U N S U U. Uh, you can just find me on Twitter, Charlie Sue. 
That's C-H-A-R-L-I-E-S-U-U. And um, yeah, those are all my public ones. Uh, just give me a holler if you want to say hello. Deary, where can people find Victor? Oh, V-I-C-T-O-R-N-I-M-A-K-O Instagram? Is that right? Uh, Let me double check that one. <laughs> Victor Namik. Uh, up N E. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got it right. Yeah, yeah. Easy peasy. Find him on Instagram. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, Even more phenomenal person. Um, I can't wait for his glorious return to this podcast, and I do wish him well. Oh well. Apparently, my charger also wishes him well because it fell. (laughs) (laughs) I also hope everything that works out for him, and hopefully. We see him as soon as possible. Till then, you can find me on K U R A I S E N S E I on everything Twitch, um, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Uh, you can find Deary. Uh... <laughs> 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 we didn't need um... to talk about that guy. You can find this one guy that rated this one film super high for whatever reason um, on L-E-G-E-N-D-I-R-I-E on Instagram. That's it so far. The crusade for at Deary continues. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to having everyone here for Wonder Woman next week. And uh, once again, a special thank you for yes. Charlie. Thank you for coming in on the 11th hour for joining us. I know it's like super late and you really helped us out for the last two episodes. It's been really great having you. Um, the yeah. chemistry was just like that. But that's what happens when you have such a great guy around, right? Yeah, no. what's up, guys? Well, I mean, please don't leave it too late. You know, I was very sleepy. But yeah, I, I'm always <laughs> up for it. If you want me again, <laughs> just holler. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for the listeners. Just so you know, it's 4.15 a.m. here. Holy moly, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, have a good morning. Good yeah. afternoon. What? Oh, sorry. No, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said having a podcast isn't easy if you uh, live with your whole family. Yeah. Now... Imagine editing them. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and a good night. Peace hey, out. Seal. Can't believe you gave it so high. To me? Oh, yeah. honestly, we could have just carried on talking. I, I honestly can't wait for a retrospective look. I freaking love this film, dude. I, I, I was thinking about it as well. Like, I could probably go on about how much I like this film. But I was like thinking about it as well. I was like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I lost what I was going to say. It's gone from my head, but like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, on any day, it could either be this or mine of still. But like, I just found that most of the days, it's just been this. And I have a hard, I had a really hard time against it because I was like, but it's Superman. It's your favorite superhero of all time. Like, it's it's a really cool movie. Man of Steel was directed amazingly, and you're giving Harley Quinn number one? Really? Really, dearie? Like, Zod was amazing, but Ewan McGregor was just, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> Huh, look at this. You stay till the end. Wow, congratulations. So as a thank you, here's additional five minutes of me and Charlie just having a go and talking about Birds of Prey. It's uncut and it's not in the previous version. It's when we got cut off and we mentioned it in our review. But yeah, here's the five minutes. This movie would... You know, this movie doesn't feel... It feels... It's an okay movie, but it doesn't blow you out the water kind of movie. Yeah, like, I agree. That's why I think... But it's definitely... If I, and I'm the type of guy who likes a lot of realism, but like... Like, realism in a world where it's, like, not unrealistic, you know? It's like... 
you know, here looking at the comics, the comics were always like really, really cool because you have all these superpowers, all these things, and some of it would link to like, you know, link to some explanation or something like that. But when I think of like Harley Quinn, you know, you got Iron Man who has all these eyes, he's super intelligent. Hulk, super strong from gamma radiation. Um, Four is from Asgard. I think. Think of like Harley Quinn, and then and I think about the how the movie would go with Harley Quinn. It's like, okay, what's Harley Quinn? She's a psychologist. She's super smart. Can like break down profiles of people um, she's basically like joker crazy you know has a gymnastic skills and goes around knocking people around her accents and everything like that and then i'm just thinking how would you take that movie how would you take that character and make it a really amazing movie by her deeds by her this by that the movie came out and i just watched it and i was like all right this is one way to take it, it but to me it was like ah oh, but it wasn't amazing you don't see like a really cool yeah uh, like she doesn't have the superpowers that you would go, wow. She has like, it's, it has to be the character development. It has to be um, the way that you can portray the character in a certain light. Yeah. Right. Like uh, there were so many moments that about her that uh, they they did some little bits here and there where she psychoanalyzed different people, but she mm. never used that to her advantage. Mm. Like, like she didn't go like, oh, we should do that because this guy is like this, so he's gonna definitely do this. So we should totally do this. Like, mm. she never used that. To, she she only used it to be smarky or um to like bully someone into doing something for her. She like like you know like for example when they were when. Um, the torture scene, right? When they, they captured her, that's the one yeah. where it's like, oh, let me just break you down, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, but could It was just for comedy. This? Like, there was nothing purposeful for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and that, uh, like, that was saddening. It's just like, all right. It is what it is. I, 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 it gives me hope in a sense that hopefully they do something about these problems in the next movie if they ever gonna make one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i it, like this this things that they should tackle man mm. i don't know like uh, you know that suicide squad one compare like yeah. if you compare suicide squad to the the standalone joker movie different universe altogether but like oh, yeah. diff- different stylized like different direction of portrayal yeah. everything like that but when you watch jared leto in the few scenes that he had inside suicide squad it felt super forced it didn't feel terrifying it didn't feel unhinged it didn't feel like a, a joker that you would just I felt go like around gangster more than a joker pardon i felt like he was a gangster more than he was a joker yeah like it just felt like that but then you were and then obviously joker that single standalone movie is a totally different series but yeah. you know it it really puts in like all these different ways that you can you know you connect with him or you know it, it's just there's different obviously different ways to portray it and this this one with harley quinn yeah like this is one way to portray it and i was like uh, i was kind of underwhelmed i'm like ah uh, why can't we talk about how i'm uh, not really talk about but it's just it's just one way to portray it and i think this is also this was released when it was all about like women power yeah. and to movement you know give all the power which is completely fine we you know that it, it having having women like don't femme fatales any any kind of like woman movie it's it's great there's a not bashing on women movie yeah. obviously no i agree on that yeah but you know you 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 and a lot of people would be like oh the reason why this movie did so badly was because of uh, it was all women and no one likes to watch women and everything like that no nah, it's just that nah, you know sometimes it can be very forced down your throat on how it works but but i don't think this one was one of those though 
Like, the reason why this failed was not because of the Roman power. It was because it, wasn't. it was because of bad writing. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there was just so many holes. Not holes, but you know, it's just yeah. little mistakes. You know, that's yeah. the problem with this movie. This movie has a lot of little mistakes, which like come together. It will be. It makes it not such a good movie because it has too many little mistakes. Mm. Um, if if let's say. Um, like for example, I was thinking about how uh, Ch- uh, An- um, Charlie Angels, Charlie Angels, yeah, 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 Charlie's Angels, yeah, yeah. Um, the new one, the reboots they did, that, that did really badly. I think I didn't. Yeah, I that one did but... horrible, and that yeah, one was because it was right into your face, mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. choking you because every guy you saw in that movie was a villain, every mm-hmm. guy. But in this one, it wasn't like that. Like for example, Sal, the cheesemaker. You're like he was literally a hero to Harley Quinn because it's like making the best cheese sandwiches ever, or like <laughs> Duck, like he was like his her friend. So it, or that guy that was protecting whatever, like like any like any guy wasn't a villain in this movie, which makes yeah. it refreshing that they made the female empowerment mo- movie. But the female isn't the, uh, the the males aren't all bad, which is when mm-hmm. yeah. yeah the fight scenes like uh, I I'll keep bashing about how the fight scenes were really playing and everything like that yeah. and it's it, it's nothing wrong but it's just it, it's it just doesn't feel the same I don't know why it doesn't it, I, I, I don't understand why they didn't use the, the like again. Blood effects. They do wonders. But so, what rating does this movie get again? It's R-rated. Uh, R rated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, if it's R rated, sure there's overuse of gore and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, chop someone's arm off. Who cares? You literally showed someone's face get ripped off yeah. and had that CGI or I don't know if that's real or CGI, but you had that. I, I don't you know. think that was real. I don't think it was as well. But yeah. like, you know, she's got a giant ass mallet hammer. Yeah. You know. Smash okay. some brains now. Sure, it might be heavy to carry that around, and oh, it's top heavy. It's going to be super slow, and she's supposed to be ultra fast and gymnastic or whatever. But you know, put that in, you know. Mm-hmm.